Hello there, and welcome to Big Snackers, episode number 28. Hello, Justin. Hi. Uh, for uh, those listening, we always start off with a song at the beginning of every episode, and it's usually Justin and I just trying to find the worst song possible. And uh, this week, I kind of am going to switch it up a little bit. Um, if you listen last week, I made a terrible rap song. And last night, we were just messing around, me and my roommate James, and I was playing drums. So I recorded this drum track, and he recorded bass and guitar, and we decided to make a rap metal song. Mm-hmm. But we have a bet going, because I wanted to make more, but he said it was so bad that it hurt his head, which it is, and it's very true, and me too, but I thought it would be funny. So he said that if I can put it up on Bandcamp and get 500 people to download it in five days, that he will set up full mics and make an entire album with me of rap metal. Oh my so, god! So <laughs> I need 500 people to download this. So we're gonna play you the whole song. It's about a minute and a half. Um, it's uh, it's actually two and a half minutes. Long. It's not safe for work. And I will say the only thing I'm proud of is that I played the drums and then he played the guitar and bass. I'm not a drummer, and I did literally freestyle the entire vocals. So first try. Are you saying you're you said you're proud of it? <laughs> well, I don't know if proud is a word, but I present to you uh, this band is called Fully Automatic Shotgun. And uh, I, I want you guys to check this out. So I'm going to start the episode off, and I freestyled this entire thing, and I think you're really going to like it. Constantly wondering where do I fit in? Break it down now! Oh my god. Yeah. You want a whole album of this, don't you? No, I honestly can't. I barely am making it through right now. <laughs> Tell me we can get signed to Psychopathic Records. Get ready. Oh, yeah. Get ready. Give you this much about that? No worse than falling in reverse, honestly. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was freestyle, too, the whole thing. It took yeah. it took about 20 minutes. Pretty good. Um, that's fully automatic shotgun, and that's the opening song this week. But uh, Justin's going to put a link at the blog, and I need 500 of you to yeah. download that in five days, because then James has to record an entire record of me doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
I think honestly, please do it because I know James and I know what his reaction will be if it actually happens, and I just want that to happen. Oh, it'll be great, and uh, I think we could get signed to Psychopathic Records. Yeah, I think you could. I think I think, I think there's a, honestly a decent chance. So, um, yeah, welcome to Big Snackers. What's, what's the um, link, though? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> what you need I made, that? I made the band camp right before I left. Um, I'll I'll get it for you. Okay. I was just saying because you might want to tell people on here because not everybody goes to the Tumblr. Oh, that's true. I think it's fullyautomaticshotgun.bandcamp.com. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll look and see. Yeah, see if that's real. Um, I think it's something like that. And, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even spell it. <laughs> that song fries your brain. I. Yeah. No. No, I. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to check the Tumblr, guys. But uh, welcome to Big Snackers number 28. We have a great episode today. Um, today we are talking to Joey Cape, which yeah. Justin and I are going to completely geek out over. Yeah, it's going to um, be horrible. Singer of Wagwagon, who... It's cool because uh, I already got a few tweets uh, from last week talking about your top five albums, mm-hmm. punk albums. Which yeah, I got a couple of... We're going to do mine this week um, here soon, but that some of us... You know, younger people checked out those bands, Jawbreaker and Lagwagon. They never yeah. heard them. That's awesome. Yeah, that's which is cool. kind of why we're doing these episodes. So when you see a plan work, it just feels great. It was a plan. You dingus. Oh my god, I fucking hate you I'm so much. I just like... woke up from a nap too, so like I'm not even equipped to like <laughs> talk or anything. I'm just like kind of in a haze. Hey, just cool your jets. I'm trying to talk in bad uncle slang from like the '90s. This is what I've been trying to do. What? Today. What? what uncle s- said that you sound more like a bully from like an 80s movie, not a 90s uncle. Hey, dingus, give me your lunch money. Yeah, call people dweebs. Hey, hey dweeb, twiddling <laughs> your thumbs over there and putting them up your butt. I don't, no, I mean, it doesn't really sound like what a bully would say. Mm. Things got really weird there. Roger Klotz might have. He never talked about putting thumbs up people's butts. I mean, I didn't Let's even watch Doug, here. but you know I. That Doug... Weird no, I know Doug was on. doing that, but du- I'm saying Doug, Roger didn't never say that. Doug and Skeeter fucked. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Why did you seem so sure about it? <laughs> I just—I mean, I've seen a lot of the scripts that they had laying around that they didn't produce. You know? Oh, I don't think that's true. Yeah, <laughs> at all. So, I do. Uh, um, today we're going to talk about my top five punk albums. Um, We—I was going to do top five albums, but I like that you stuck the punk rock too, just because I think. The idea is to get people into bands they've never heard of. Yeah, it's you know some of my favorite bands yeah. like the Counting Crows don't really need exposure. Yeah, so I, like I'm not gonna do yeah, that. So. I got Counting Crows would be a lot like <laughs> Pepsi still having commercials on television. Yeah, I so always question. I'm gonna do punk albums too, but uh, let's do some questions first. Well, I, I I was just uh, reading this thing online. I read this story about I guess there was this girl who was a. Uh, she was like an amateur porn actress or whatever. I saw that. And she killed herself because of the people started harassing her on the right. internet. So, I don't, I mean, I'm not really friends with people who are like misogynists and, you know, assholes and stuff towards Same. women and everything. But I ended up like, you know how like Facebook will show you that somebody commented on something that somebody else said even though you're not friends with them? Same thing happened to me today. Yeah. Go Did on. you see that, that Christian was the one that he commented on? That fucking guy who was... Yeah. This guy, like, just basically said, like, she was a piece of shit and she deserved 
to kill herself and that, you know, it's no big deal because there's always more. Uh, every week there's new new women that are doing porn, so what does he care? That's real fucked up. And all this up. stuff. And, like, and then all these people started agreeing with him and saying all this, like, what? fucked up shit. And I'm like, I know it's the internet, but I don't know, man. That's somebody's, like, life, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not that happy with anybody has, fucking... like, a family. Yeah. And no one deserves to kill themselves, like, no. unless they're, like, a rapist or a murderer or something. Yeah. Like, it sucks that she, like, you know, didn't have the mental capacity to be able to take people making fun of her. But, like, that shouldn't be a situation she should have to be in. No, not at all. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I understand it was her decision to do whatever. Right. It but absolutely was. But it's not, I don't know, like, that's, like, that guy... Like, I wish that a bunch of people would disagree with him and then start harassing him until he fucking... Not that I'd say he want, want him to kill himself, but I'm saying, right. like, I want to see him, like, or at least have him understand what it's like when the shoe's on the other foot. Exactly. Because it's a fucking... I mean, that's a huge problem, obviously, is that people don't know how to deal with is, like, the whole cyberbullying thing because that's happening more often than not where people well, are, like, so killing them. I know, exactly. Nobody knows what to do about it. Yeah. My problem with a lot of guys, too, like, obviously, hey, guys are stupid, but they, this whole idea that, like, if you do porn or, like, you're a stripper, like, you're a whore and you're a slut. Yeah. And it's such a double standard in most guys, because you know as well as I do, is most guys that would call, like, oh, that girl's a slut is usually, like, the creepiest pervert. Oh, no. Absolutely. scumbag. Yeah. And it's like, you're a worse person than anyone. Yeah. What right do you have to be able to... Yeah, you should be the one that's, like, getting bullied and, like, you know... Yes, exactly. Fucking exactly. hanging yourself. Like, uh... Like, well, I mean, actually, it just led me to, like, reading more stuff, and then I started getting bummed out, because, like, there's, like, some guy, I guess, like... I don't know what happened. He went around, like, asking girl, like, just, like, asking girls to have sex with him, you know? Okay. At this, like... Yeah. I guess it was, like, a beach thing or something like that. Yeah. And then... As soon, like they like like of course they're gonna turn him down like what the guy that killed people yeah he just walked around and he just fucking started shooting all these women that were at the, and I'm just like yeah I that's a I debated talking about that because I was like almost like I don't want to give that asshole even any more exposure no but isn't he the son of the director of the Hunger Games I have no idea I think he is, is like, he? he's a rich kid yeah and he's a piece of shit but I mean yeah. like yeah and his video where he a like talks about how he's going to go kill these people. He's talking about girls the same way. He's like, and all these girls are whores, and they won't sleep with me. And I'm like, A, that, that's the biggest contradiction. Yeah, that makes like, no what sense. Talking about. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to give that guy too much exposure. No. I mean, fuck that guy. I think... I, this is the thing, is if anybody that listens to this, and I hope that nobody who does is like that... I... But... Well, not, <laughs> you could stop listening yeah, to us if you are like that, please. honestly. But, um, but my advice would be, like... You might want to work on yourself and your own issues with yourself yeah. before you fucking start spouting off about how horrible women are. Because, like, there's a difference between being, like, uh, you know, a dude who, like, isn't very good with ladies or whatever, like, doesn't know how to talk to women and stuff like that and doesn't have a girlfriend and is, is sad about it, and a dude who is actively, like... Oh, they don't like me? Fuck them. I fucking hate that stupid bitch. And she's a fucking slut. She won't even, like, you know. And it's like, I don't understand that at all. I mean, yeah, everyone, but everyone, don't, and I don't, you don't have to kid yourself now that we're all perfect here, like, PC all the time, has had yeah. a bad experience where a girl dumped you and you called her a bitch yeah. or a whore because you were upset at the time. 
But if you're a normal person, right frame of mind, hours or days or even weeks later, you realize, you know what, like this girl's not a horrible person. We yeah, just, of course, you just didn't you, work you know, out. And yeah, it, it's not. It's okay. I mean, plus, as but, you like, if you get older and you actually mature, you kind of realize that sort of thing, you know, or at least right. you should. But nowadays, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I I think there's just more reporting of it. I don't think there's more instances of it. I just think it's reported more. So, but I don't know. Like, uh, it's just, that's a fucked up thing to do. And that guy also, the guy on Facebook, I wish I remember what his name is, but I like, I got rid of the post from my timeline because I just didn't want to see it keep popping up. Same thing. Like, I just don't need it. Yeah. And I wish I knew what that guy's name is because I would just, I I mean, not that I want anybody to harass him, but I would totally want people to harass him because he's an asshole. Here's the thing and what I think should be handled when stuff like this happens is to these, like, psychopaths, like, these mass murderers, like, like the new rock stars. And what I think should happen is that if someone walks into a school and shoots a bunch of people or rapes a bunch of people and kills them. Mm-hmm. They should never show that person's face on TV. They should never mention their name. Oh, yeah. They should be forgotten about, killed, put in jail, whatever you want to do about it. And the families that are affected should be focused on TV and how to make their lives better yeah. and how to help them. Mm-hmm. I don't. They don't need attention. Like no. the Columbine kids. I don't think they should have never said their names. No. Like ignore them as fast as possible. So they don't ever get to have that fame and right. infamy. That's the biggest thing that they all like. All the, the people reason, like that one. That will That's never happen. They, yeah. is because our government and media is so fucked up that they want the coverage that it's going to get. Well, yeah, because it's like the whole "if it bleeds, it leads" thing. That's exactly like, what it is. Nobody wants to focus on like. That's the reason why. Like, I mean, even when we were discussing a couple of weeks ago about like when people get accused of like, you know like inappropriate like sex crimes and stuff like that. Right. And then it's proven that it's not real. The media does not fucking report on they the time care. when it's not real. Yeah. They only report on it when it's uh when it's like, you know, salacious and this and it's all that disturbing. And it's like you know, for like integrity's sake you would you should be presenting all the sides of the story like at that point. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. as far as like mass murders and stuff go, I yeah, I would be much happier and better off not even knowing who they are. Just they... if the media didn't care about money and wanted to help the world, yeah. If some guy like that shoots up a sorority, don't even ever say his name. No one needs to know his name. No one needs to know what he looks like, and focus like on the victims and how to yeah. help them and how to make their lives better. Yeah. Don't make these people celebrities. Yeah. Because that's what literally what they do. You can name. Every shooter that's happened in the past five to ten years, I bet you can name their names, and I can't name one victim. Yeah, no, me neither. I mean, that's sad. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just the way it is. I don't but, get it. All right, well, that's a bum out. So yeah, sorry to begin the uh, <laughs> thing. I just, uh, I don't know, I just sometimes read sometimes that. it's good stuff to yeah. talk about. It's it's important, because our country's in a weird state. Like, it's it's weird. So, I don't have the answers, but murdering well, people is not the best way to solve your, your problems. I can tell you that much. Um. Hold on. Let's uh, do some questions. Uh, man, we can do my top five albums. Um, do we, some calls in between there. Well, we got. Uh, if we want to bring the the show back to being kind of funny again, <laughs> that guy wrote in with another band from Carlsbad that he wants us to look up. Always. So uh, if you if you're new, because we have new listeners every week, this guy has been great. He lives in the town of Carlsbad, and he's been sending us. 
horrible local bands from his yeah, town. Until we and listen to them. And there's been some gems on here, absolutely for sure. What is? I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna read his like thing and then. Oh goodness. So this guy says, "Hey guys, I've done. I did some digging around and found a pretty bad Carlsbad <laughs> shit show for you. Uh, this is band's called Chin Chin's Optometrist. Oh my god! Strangely, I found them because they opened for Sacred Cow last month, which was another band. That was one of the bands he sent us. It was great. And then he says, anyway, they're a joke band, but are not funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what this sounds like here." Man, when Big Snackers gets big enough, like when we get like the million downloads, can we do like a gathering of the jugglers? But like, with just bands from Carlsbad? No, I, what I was gonna say <laughs> is just the people that write into our show. I feel like we would be really good friends with, and I just want to all meet up and hang out with all of you. <clears throat> oh yeah, I agree. It'd be awesome. And make fun of everything. That would be great. Now let's see. First what... of all, what is this design on their band? All right. No, not live. Don't. If you're a band, what? a local band from a place, do not ever put up a live version of a song. song. The first song on your page. All right, let's see. Attack of the Killer Lunchbox. Okay, that's Galby. Right. Concession. Let's see. Soundless Crying. What? <sighs> Suburbia, I've Given You Nothing and Now I'm All. What? Then there's one with just a bunch of numbers. Which one do you want? Witch of Miracles. There we go. That's the one. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead with that one. Called Witch of Miracles. Of the first time, I try my best to this is worse than the song that I opened the show with. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, if that's on, a joke one. band, yeah. what's the joke? That they don't know how to compose a song. No, like I, it's not funny. Let's see what this one's like. Okay. This is the problem with this is that like, There's if a lot you're of going to make a, a a band like you're going to make a band that's supposed to be kind of a joke or whatever or is supposed to be funny. You have to be good at playing music, because without talent, the joke is lost, because you fucking just sound stupid and horrible like that. Yes, exactly. Being, I mean, I think a lot of people underestimate that joke bands are hard. Yeah, they're extremely hard. you have to be clever and funny and talented to actually pull off a good joke band, and it's not easy to do. There's not very many good ones, even some of the bigger ones. I think Tenacious D is terrible. I, I, yeah, but... I mean, I can see that. I can understand thinking they're terrible. I think they have some pretty okay songs, but ultimately, they know what they're doing and they understand. But they're their, talented. Yeah, they exactly. They, they are talented. Yeah. But I just mean, like, funny bands is hard. Like, the Vandals are a successful, goofy band. Right. I don't but know if joke bands work for them, but I mean, yeah. he's clever. Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. Yeah. Good example. Mm hmm. Funny. But this, Chin Chin's Optometrist? Not funny. Not good. Not funny at all. Um,. And then he said, uh, also, well, we just told you our thoughts about that song. Also, what did you guys think of the Jump Street reboot? P.S. Please do games again. They were funny as hell. I have a game that I'm gonna, we're going to do next week that uh, I just we're not going to do this week because we have too much stuff going on. Good, I miss the games. Jump Street, I will tell you, I was one of the most pleasant surprises the last few years. Yeah. I, I saw the idea. Uh, I saw the cast of Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill, and I was like, 
this is gonna be the broiest, worst fucking oh, movie ever. Yeah, I know. I and thought it's so too. So good. It was really good. I can't wait for the second one. I know. Like, I'm really excited about. I it. I was too. very, very pleasantly surprised. I actually, I put it off so much because I thought I was like, this is gonna be a pile of shit. Yeah. And then on the way back from Europe when we toured in the UK, ooh, I was, <laughs> I was in my oh, first class oh, caviar. God. Yeah. And uh, but they had like the headrest, you know, where you can <laughs> yeah. watch any movie or whatever. Oh, not any movie, you can watch any movie you want. No, not any. Oh, movie. Look at the fucking rich asshole <laughs> over here. <laughs> they had like a list, and that was on there. And I was like, you know what? I hate flying, so I just wanted to watch anything to take my mind off of it. Right. And I watched Twenty One Jump Street, and I just literally was like in tears. Yeah. Because I was like, why was this movie so much better than it should have been? I I have no idea. Like <laughs> I think the other thing is is that it was like well done and everything, but. And it was well written, but like I think it was because you did have such a low expectation that yeah. when it was actually decent, like it actually it made it better. Because uh, I went into it thinking like I was like, I heard a bunch of people saying it was good, and it was like people that I Same. appreciate, like yeah, you like, know, usually their really? opinion on stuff. But now I'm like, I was like, I don't want to fucking see this. And then I went and saw it, and I was, I, I really didn't want to be there. And then <laughs> sure enough, I really liked it a lot. And that movie made me really like Shannon Tatum a lot more because he's a funny oh, dude. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy, but you know what I mean. Like he's. Have you watched interviews with him? Like he's a funny dude. You ever seen Magic Mike? Okay. I'm not talking about his dick. Oh, come on, just a little bit. Fine, we'll talk about his dick. What do you want to talk? about? You think about? it's pretty nice? I think it's probably smooth. It's probably average size. I feel like it's pretty big. I bet it has a Twitter if you looked it up. So I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. You think his dick has a Twitter? Look it up. I would you I, be surprised? You think he has an electronic cock ring that like automatically tweets out? Like, you know, Justin. I don't know why, why. Why? I'm just <laughs> asking questions, Ryan. I feel like this is an important thing to talk about. People like him. He's in the public eye. I like you know. Him. I don't know about his dick. <laughs> I do. Did you watch uh, sure, White House Down? Loved it. Yeah, me too. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was good too. I thought I thought that Analyst was falling over good. I don't. It's weird to me that those movies got made at the same time. I know. I don't really get it. I, that's just one of those things that happens every couple of years. But I don't understand it just because like was there a clamor for White House themed action movies? Well, and I, I was gonna say, even funnier is the GI Joe movie came around the same time. Yeah. Which was the same thing, like the White House yeah, and the Cobra. That's true. Which actually, which G.I. Jew retaliation was awesome. I was going to say, I'll tell you right now. Also, I said G.I. Jew, and I don't know how. G.I. Jew. You're a racist. I know, I am. Sorry. I don't care what anybody says. That G.I. Jew movie was badass. Yeah, it was. And if you're a kid that's, if you, not if you're a kid, but if you're anywhere around Justin I's age and you don't think that movie was awesome, you're You're going to say if you're a kid like us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, Tommy. (laughs) Dingus. Oh, my God. Hey, Dingus Khan. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, Get out your ruby red cock. I don't think Genghis Khan had that. Dingus. Oh, I don't think Dingus Khan would have one either. He's got a ruby red cock. Oh, my God. You know, thinking of that, like, thinking of the phrase Dingus Khan makes me think of just a terrible sketch that would be on, like, Mad TV. <laughs> You're correct. Like they're in the pitch room and they're just like, what if like Genghis Khan had like a retarded brother or something? Like, uh. If you like Mad TV, you're also racist. Oh God, you're yeah. If you like Mad TV, you're, you're stupid. Yeah. That's actually what you are. I mean, there's a lot of people who came from Mad TV that are extremely funny and I like them now, but that show was fucking Man, awful. Was bad. But they have like the crazy UPS guy. He was, and look what I can do. Oh God, that. <laughs> oh. No, not in uh, that woman. The um, stop. 
I know who you're talking yeah, about. The fucking the I guess it was supposed to be like an Asian woman or yeah. something. I don't know. Alright, next let's let's go on some more questions. Well, now we have bummer fucking news from the guy in Carlsbad. Hey again, guys, it's your friend from Carlsbad. Have you been hearing about the fires that have been taking out houses here? Well, unfortunately, my house was one of those that went down. Oh, shit. Jesus. Everything was destroyed, including all of my mixtapes merch. What are some suggestions on albums and or movies that will make me not sad about losing everything? Thanks, guys. Looking good, feeling guy, a good, kind of shitty, but anyways, see you. Hey, man, you should uh, email me. I will send you a care package. Yeah. It's a lot uh, of free things. I'm really sorry to hear about that. Yeah, and uh, or if you want, you can private message our Tumblr, and I'll, I'll send you some things. Yeah, so, that's uh, awful, man. Um, um, first, the first suggestion I have is to watch Magic Mike. Stop it. Um, <laughs> um, I don't really know now, the protocol for your house burning down. Well, I mean, you, you know, uh, I'd imagine, well, I don't know. There's lots of feel good, like music you could listen to, I think, but yeah, not mixed usually tapes, when you're, so I would listen yeah, to. <laughs> never, never that shitty band. Nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I mean, there's a lot, like, but the problem is, is usually when you get in a mood like that and you're upset, you always listen to, like, things that aren't uplifting. <laughs> like, it's I don't true. know why that is. That's people are, man. I don't know. Um, I'm really sorry to hear about that. Please, seriously, uh, message us. I will yeah. sing you all new mixtapes merch um, of everything. Yeah. Um, and and I'll, I'll send you some... I'll send you a copy of Magic Mike. Uh, you know, I... <laughs> but I will... And step up, step up to the streets... Step up I'll, 3D. I'll do whatever I can to make your day a little bit better. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, movies that always cheer me. Oh, you know, honestly, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but I, I know we both have this exact same thing, but the uh, uh, the ICP album, The Wraith, it's oh, still, great. it still always puts me in a good mood when yeah, I hear it. Yeah, it's a great record. Listen uh, to ICP, The Wraith, Shangri-La. I know that's I an odd recommendation from us. Because, I don't care who you are. Yeah. That, that album. Oh, thanks, Larry, the cable guy, for showing up. It's funny, I don't care who you are. <laughs> How's your career going? Well, you know about that war in Iraq? Yeah. Man, they, crazy people, they wear towels on their heads. <laughs> it's great. It, it's crazy. <laughs> How's it feel being a racist millionaire piece of shit? <laughs> well, it's good because I just tell the people the truth and then I make money. I get on stage <laughs> and uh, there there's, there are some nice Negroes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, like, you. I mean, I know that that dude, I know he's just playing a character or whatever and yeah, I know it's, it's all fake, it's, but it's fake. the thing is, is that he seems like a guy who would Honest to God, use the word Negro. I agree. That's why I said it. And also, like, at what point... This kind of in a weird roundabout way comes back to when I said, like, that I know people would be getting mad when I said there's no good cops. Because even if you are trying to do good, but you see all this corruption around you and don't do anything about it, I think that makes you a bad cop. Right. And it's almost the same vibe as... Even if this is an act, you're pretending to be this redneck, but all these fans you have... And you're making your money off like these racist, horrible. People. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Are you really a good person? No. Like at the end of the day, no. You're about as good as that guy yeah. we tried to listen to last week. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I get that he's an act, but he's an asshole. Oh yeah, he's a so, total fucking like, shithead. Whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, L.A. Joker ninety three wrote in and said, "Bands that changed my life have have to be Bayside." 
and uh, I guess their old stuff, and then the Smiths, which I've heard that a lot from people who like. There's so many people I know who like who love the Smiths and like like love them like more than anything. Yeah, my friend Dustin Bingaman, who I've been in countless bands with, is has is obsessed with uh, the Smiths. I'll say yeah, that's how one, Alex Alex is too. Alex Newman's like yeah, that. our friend Alex is like that. And I, the one good thing I'm glad that I never got into the Smiths is because I don't have to deal with Morrissey because he's the worst fucking human piece of shit asshole on the planet. Yeah, he's really, really... So luckily I was never a fan of his music, so I don't care. Yeah. Did you Uh, see what he did a couple weeks ago? No. I mean, he's done so many countless... Dumb fucking things. Dumb things. But uh, there was a show going on. um, You know, in a lot of venues, they'll have multiple rooms. And Morrissey oh, was headlining. Them. Yeah, I heard about that. And, this. like, we are scientists at NDR band. I don't even heard them, but whatever. Them and other band were playing. And Morrissey made them cancel their show or yeah. they wouldn't play. Yeah. Like, what What Why? planet are you living yeah. on where you think that that's okay? <clears throat> I mean, like, I, I, I could go on forever about Morrissey. Yeah. And comments he's made. There's a website with, like, the quotes of the dumbest quotes Oh, I'm sure he said some of the fucking most annoying shit on and Earth. And it's like animal rights, some of his like comments. Like, yeah. I'm Which not a I'm, vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. If you are awesome, good. I There's nothing wrong with that, yeah. obviously. People should do whatever they want. But when you literally act like someone is... He has literally equated people that eat meat to like rape like human beings that rape other human beings. Yeah. Like, you're out of your mind. Yeah, you're that's insane not... insane yeah. if you think that that's like... It's not a correct uh, equate. Like you can't equate those two things at all. I mean, I guess you could in his mind, but it just seems in his mind. Yeah, he's. Um, so yeah, I I know a lot of people who like him a lot. I don't. I've always been a big like. I don't like the Smiths. I'd always no. felt like their songs were way too long. Like always way too long. It, even if they're not, people are always like, but they're only like three minutes. And I'm like, they feel they like they're six like minutes they're long. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and they like they don't. They don't, to me, feel like songs because it's just like, it seems like one continuous thing. There's not like a verse, chorus, like a lot of times. I'm probably wrong. I know there's going to be a lot of people who are mad about that, but whatever. Well, I don't see why they shit. get mad. It's just a difference of opinion. Like, if the Smiths changed your life and made it better, that's awesome. I'm glad. I I have some bands of that for me that I'm sure people think suck too, and that's yeah. okay. It's all about, it's all about, like, respecting people's opinions, man. So recently, my life did get changed. Let me tell you about something that happened about four or five days ago. Okay. I'm not a coffee person at all. Um, do you drink coffee? No. No, I don't like coffee at all. Like, the taste of coffee makes me gag. Right. And every time, like, I'll go to places, you know, people always tell you, like, we got to try this, like, macchiato, blah, 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 blah. Like, and, and every time I do that, I'm like, this just tastes like caramel mixed with coffee. Yeah. Like, it, it's like masking coffee. I didn't realize that at Starbucks, you can get a vanilla bean frappuccino with caramel and that there's no coffee in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that yeah. until three or four days ago. And I was there with Josh, my roommate. And I was like, man, like, it's hot outside and something refreshing sounds good, but I hate coffee. He's like, get a Frappuccino. I was like, I don't like even that flavored stuff. He's like, no, the vanilla bean with caramel is like basically a vanilla bean shake slushy type thing with caramel in it. And I was like, really? And I've gotten one every day since then. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> it's, for, it's delicious. Me, uh, for some reason, I never think that that like when it's real hot outside, like during the day, I never think that that sounds very good. But like at nighttime, I always think like something like that sounds good. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Um, just tr- go buy Starbucks one day after work and just get a vanilla bean frappuccino with caramel. It's I will. Delicious. Like it's awesome. 
right. I'll so try it that, out. That, that but, uh, <clears throat> so, do we have more questions? Are we going to get to yeah. my five albums? We got a couple more. Oh, fuck these um, people. <laughs> there's, uh, have you heard and seen the rapper Stitches? This is the wonder yes. Sears is asking. Yes. Um, have you? I did think you I sent send you. me something like that? I think that. I sent the video to you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. It has to be a joke. I don't think. That oh it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who sp- sells all the uh, cocaine. Yeah. Um, it probably is. A j- I mean, I, I can't imagine. Like it has to be. There's. Yeah. No. He's like the. He somehow. Go to like, that video. I'm really fucking now. annoying to me. Like I, when I first saw the video, it had about twenty thousand views. What is it at now? I bet it's at something insane. One million. One hundred forty-five thousand. This guy's yeah. making thousands of dollars off this YouTube video. I just don't get it. Anyway, he asked, also, have you guys had any near-death experiences? Also, what's Butter Baby? You guys still haven't told that story. If there's time towards the end of this, we'll tell the story. But yeah, we can we can try into butter baby. Um, near death experiences. Yeah, I mean we we told you about the one. Yeah, we told him about the one with the uh, the um, bell ringing people. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, actually, here's one. You remember that time when we were driving down uh, 275 and that woman came over the median and almost destroyed us? In an SUV. That was some action movie shit. Yeah. Yeah. There was. Lady (laughs) comes over the median. Yeah. Flies in the air. Yeah, because this median, okay, like, what what it is is, like, this highway has, like, you know, the the uh, east and westbound lanes are on separate sides of right. the uh, median. So, like, the median is this giant hill, and all of a sudden, like, we're just driving, and this fucking lady comes ramping over the hill and, like, lands and, like, comes up, and she if misses... If I wouldn't have swerved, we'd be dead. Yeah. We would have been dead. She misses There's by no about six inches, I think. There's no doubt that we would have been dead yeah. if I wouldn't have swerved. We would have been fucked. Moment. She was going, like, 55. I, I just remember looking at her face when she came over that thing, and she just looked like she had no fucking clue what was happening. And it's like, well, how did you even <laughs> do this in the first place? Well, it makes sense, because we have a similar story of me when I had a Ford Explorer. Launching my Ford Explorer a few feet off the ground as well. What, over that... Uh, concrete thing? Yeah. That was just you being dumb and not paying any attention. Yes, yes it was, but it you, happened. Yeah, Ryan was trying to turn into this shopping center, and there was like, there's like those concrete barriers that like have the turn lanes next to him, and he just ran, like he was looking at us driving next to him, and he just ran right into uh, the thing and like launched over top of it and had... The craziest look on your face that I've ever seen. Well, like you, like it was because you launched your car into the air. Wouldn't you have a crazy look on your face as well? No, because I'm not a Muppet. I'm not a Muppet. Well, there's some debate. There's no debate. I'm not a Muppet. I'm a human. What did I even just say? I don't know. I didn't even do that on purpose. Um, let's see. (laughs) Hey, Ryan and Justin, on the subject of albums that change your taste in music, Demon Days by Gorillaz affected my appreciation for hip-hop, rap, and pop music. Keep up the good work. That was from Punk Rock Chick, who is decidedly not a chick. It's actually just a dude. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Me too. I like that. Um, I'm going to say something weird is I really like Blur. Mm Mm-hmm. I really like Deltron, and yeah. I don't like the girls. I know, me neither. I'm the and same I exact like way. And I like both components that make them up. Yeah, um, I'm exactly the same way. That is cool. I like that it gave you appreciation for hip-hop. That's awesome. It's yeah. always good to get into new things. I, I'll i be honest, like I haven't really heard a girl's album past the first one, like other than the singles, but that first album, I wanted to like it, but I, I know. I, 
I just can't. I like, there's something about it. I can't listen to it and like it. And then also, there's part of it, like, even though I really like Blur a lot, I still think Damon Albarn's an ass. Like, he's just a kind of shitty dude. All those, like, British, like, people in UK hate me for this podcast. Oh, I'm sure. They tweet at me all the time. Well, maybe, if I, they would I put, you maybe if they would put... Some fucking uh, icing your Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe if you'd cool your milk down. But it's just something about those, like, big British bands. Like, you know, like, Oasis, Oasis and Blur. Like, yeah. these guys all just seem like pieces of shit. Like, I don't know what it is. And oh, and yeah, and Morrissey. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. Yeah, I, was gonna, like, well, I don't know what it is in the water over there. Actually, I do know what it is. It's the lack of ice. Yeah, and the water. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is. Um, yeah, I, I, I've just never been into the gorillas. I, I, I appreciate like what they're doing, and I think that like I know I understand yeah, why I people like, the whole like animated it. Animated live show thing. Yeah. I think it's cool. I, I just don't like. I just music. can't. Yeah. Hey, Justin and Ryan, I know you guys wanted some good music for the next show, but I found something better than good. Okay. Check it out. Look up John Truby, Blind Man's Penis Let's on look that YouTube. Up. I'm curious about that. <laughs> uh, there's no such thing as better than good. Oh, my God. I hate I hate the people who listen to this show. <laughs> you guys are Not all really. racist. I love, I love you guys. But, You're oh. all racist. It's sweaty up in here. I know. I'm sorry. I have to turn off the fans and stuff because it makes too I much know, noise. So you don't have to be sorry. You're my little, you're my little Newt Gingrich over there. I don't. I'm a former Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Ran for president. Yes. And cheated on my wife, and then cheated on my mistress. And I might do caucus. You're in a tank. <laughs> um. Let's see. What is this guy? John, John Truby and the, the Geeks. Blind Man's Penis. Yeah, I'm into the music honestly so far. I got high last night on LSD. My mind was beautiful. Time was free. I support them so far. I my nipples because they are pink. Bobbit on me, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A blind man's penis is a red. Because he is blind, it's red. Because he is blind. <laughs> oh, oh my! <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give you that. That one. might be better than good. Maybe yeah, you just I think it is. Definition of yeah. that phrase because I don't know what the fuck I just heard. Oh, well, uh, thank you, Mac, for uh, bringing yeah. that up. Apparently, your looking good, feeling good thing is really catching on with these people. Isn't it's it? It's very... nice. You love it. No, you love my I, outfits. I actually hate it. Guys, keep it up. Keep on looking good, feeling good. Let's make that trending. I mean, Justin we had a lot of loves it. We had a, a lot of stuff this week. Um, we can save some of it. Let's see. The album that changed me is definitely Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone by Harvey Danger. That is the weirdest thing I've ever read in my life. It's a great record, though. It really helped me get out of the woe is me, life sucks funk I was in. That's good. As yeah. it also got me to stop listening to Corn and all that shitty depressed That's new metal too. I was listening to. <laughs> No Sleep is re- reissuing it in July, and I'm fucking thrilled. That's good. I, it seems strange to me. Like, that's a weird... You know what I mean? Is, like I, I was actually on the <laughs> phone with uh, my friend Matt on the way here, and we were talking about that record, because our record label that we're on is reissuing it. I do love that record. I like every Harvey Danger record. Um, I think they're great. I'll be honest with you, I don't think that I've ever really heard... Oh, really? Any of them other than I think you would like all of them. Yeah, you should definitely Probably, check them out. I'm sure. But I just like whenever you think of Harvey Danger, it's like 
thinking of um oh what the hell is that guy's name salad fingers no not salad fingers oh um um buster poindexter you know like because like you think of like one hit wonder type thing instead of like their actual music which i just think it's like weird to think that that like but i mean of course anything could help somebody do anything you know what i mean so right um oh let's see hey mac again i wrote to you about the penis song earlier but i thought i should give you something that's actually good to check out that was good there's a new band called the feels which that's christian's new band yeah tattletales we know christian um super poppy and melodic they have a new ep called dead skin you should check it out on Bandcamp. uh i've already checked it out because i'm friends with with Christian as, and, as, as am I. Yeah. So, uh, and it's good, but thank you for the suggestion. Anyway, yeah. other people should check should it check out. out the feels. Yeah. Uh, listen to the feels. Christian used to be in a band called the Tattletales. Mm-hmm. And they started playing bass in a band called Candy Hearts where he should have been doing more cause he's really talented yeah, he is. and they parted ways on not so good terms. And that's yeah. fine because now he's doing what he should be doing, which is writing songs and Christian, you write good songs. Yeah. Yeah, he does. So, uh, yeah, go Interesting listen to side it. note um, yeah. about the feels is that the song even on the worst nights, a mixtape song, um, he and I kind of co-wrote together. Oh, so yeah, that's weird. Check out the feels. Yeah, uh, you can look them up on Bandcamp. I think it's the f- I got the feels at ba- or dot bandcamp dot com. Christian, yeah. listen to this. I still think you're musically an asshole. But you're talented. <laughs> uh, well, I don't even know what that means. Because. He has to argue and be right. Christian, you're an asshole. Oh, yeah. Christian's a guy that, like, I'll be, like, playing a song. I'll be like, well, actually, that's, like, the F7th major, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, shut up, Christian. <laughs> I'm just playing a song. Yeah, but no, he's our friend, and he, they're a good band. This guy, Corey, says, album anniversary tours where bands play one record and its entirety seem to be a popular thing to do right now. Oh, what are yeah. your thoughts on them, and which album anniversary tour would you like to see happen? Also, here's a couple. Uh, he gives some... Punk bands I haven't listened to yet, but some stuff that he said he's into right now, which we'll get to later at some point. Um, the anniversary tour is a huge thing right now, and I think it depends because I think you can tell when it's a band that's doing it for their fans because it's cool, and when it's a band that's desperate for money. Yeah. And there's definitely both happening right now. Oh, there's a lot of that. For instance, recently, Story of the Year. Why are they? Re- released the, uh, whatever they're big album was I think Page Avenue I have no fucking clue whatever it was it had Until the Day I Die and all those songs on it they re-recorded the entire thing acoustically put it out last year and did a tour off of it that reeks of desperation for money to me yeah because no just no um I know Yellow Card just did an Ocean Avenue 10 year anniversary they're still actually really popular so I don't know I I don't I don't know. I don't give a shit. Like, people can do whatever they want. I, if sure. people are going to see it, then that's good. Uh, but, I I mean, I, I don't know. I'd rather just hear a mix of songs from different things a lot of times. I don't I like, feel pretty much the same know. way. Um, the only thing I would, I mean, I would listen to, I would go see uh, the Vandals play Hitler Bad Vandals good all the way through. Oh, yes, I would. That would be fine. I think bands can do it right, too. It's, for instance, I think Less Than Jake, you know, four or five years ago did a really cool thing where they did the game show every night and they did a full tour where every night um, they would come out and they had a big wheel, like a game show wheel. Yeah. And 
each uh, thing it would land on have one of their albums. Yeah. And they had a fan come spin it, and whatever it landed on, they would just play that album front to back, and it could be different every night. And, like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a really like, cool idea. when bands are being creative and doing stuff like that, I think you can tell they care, and I think that's awesome. I feel like that is a really dicey proposition to get yourself into because you might like after all the shit they put out like if it lands on something and then like you just kind of for, like I can't imagine the amount of practice that would go into like doing something like that you know uh, I can't tell you it was funny because uh, at the Cincinnati show it landed on In With The Out Crowd which is their album if you don't like that much and they really quickly spun it again <laughs> so that was funny um, but it was cool and so I guess really it just depends on the band. I don't have a I don't have an opinion on the idea. Mm. It just depends on the band and the tour. Um, let's see. There's this is like the last one for us. Uh, I am not a punk. Is on here this guy? Um, oh, I Tumblr. thought like he started off by saying no, that. <laughs> no, no, that's, no, that's, that's cool, his name on here. I just wanted to weigh in on the music that impacted the way I look at things. He said uh, this is his list. Is a newfound glory self-titled album, and then the Ramones' greatest hits, and then he said, "A Hope Is for People" by Mixtapes, whoever that is. Yeah, I know. Uh, "Commit This to Memory" by Motion City Soundtrack, and the Blue Album by Weezer. I also want to just say thanks to Mixtapes for giving me the opportunity to do a, a design for them, even if they don't use it. Love the podcast. Thank you. Well, thank Bye. you. That's a good list of albums. Yeah, it is. I especially really like "Commit This to Memory." That's a great record. Um, I still listen to that all the time. It's like, a really, really great yeah, record. It it's, is. Uh, it was Motion City, I think, at their peak. And I, I would, think yeah. having Mark Hoppus produce it, honestly, was a big help because he just brought the complete, complete poppiness. Like, mm-hmm. they just went all out, made a pop record. Yeah. But they still kept it quirky in themselves. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, that's a great record. Those I first mean, two songs, <clears throat> I Commit This to Memory, by Motion City, I think is one of the better one-two punches Oh, I agree completely. Yeah. Um, I think the album. last song on the album is one of the best last songs on an album, like final songs on an album I've ever heard. Yeah, that's that's a great that's a great song. Motion City's a good band, and they're a band that I think got lumped in with a lot of shitty bands, unfairly, and it kind of hurt them because like, I didn't check them out at first because I just kind of assumed they were like, in that drive-through records camp of just like cheesy pop punk yeah, bands. And, yeah, I was the same you know, way. They're they're not at all. They're amazingly talented. Right. And, they're, they're, yeah, they're incredible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, your whole list is pretty good. If that, if, I mean, aside from, I don't know who Mixtapes is, so. I've heard the name. I think there's one of those shitty drive through pop punk bands. Oh, uh, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know, man. But, uh, okay, well, thank you for all those good questions and good discussions. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll start with my top five. Yeah. Um, like we said, our goal is to try to, you know, for people that are maybe younger or just listen to different stuff. Just try to get you to check out some stuff that uh, Justin and I grew up on and influenced us. And like I said, I'm not. I'm just sticking to more punk type bands at least. I mean, my number five is not really a punk band, but we're gonna count it. Right. And uh, also, the list might get interrupted because yeah, Joey keeps supposed to call in here in a minute. So and we're nervous. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, my number five is actually two by the Presidents of the United States of America. That counts. Yeah, I think it counts. Um, it's another example we talked about last week of a band who put out an album on a major label and it mm-hmm. was kind of a fluke and it got really big and then they kept on making good music but their label decided just not to care or push them. Right. And it's on Spotify. You can download it and buy it. It's great. They uh presents are a band from Seattle and they 
play four string guitar, a two string bass, and like a child's drum set as yeah. their three piece. And they're just like a quirky power pop band, I guess. I don't know what to call them really. Yeah, I would say that. But their album two, which is called Two, it's the second one, is amazing. And I still listen to it almost probably like once a week. Um, Supermodel, Tube Amplifier. So many great songs. I would say check out Supermodel. It's one of my favorite songs ever made. They're definitely weird. Um, he sings about critters a lot. Yeah. I say he sings about little animals. Yeah, he does a, a lot. lot I don't know why, yeah. but that's like their thing. Yeah. But that album has just stuck with me. That band honestly did change the way I looked at music. Around the same time, them and uh, they might be giants came out, and like it was like a quirkiness that I'd never seen before. Because so many bands, you know, take themselves so seriously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they might be giants and presidents came out. And I was just like, these bands are doing whatever they want. Like, and it's so awesome and unique. It is but really, really amazing. That that album, I love all their albums, but two is uh, it's probably my favorite. Check out Supermodel. And that song will be stuck in your head for days. And I have no clue what it's about. I Much uh, like most of their songs. No, because all their songs are... I know that one song off of Love Everybody about the mailman who's been stealing his like letters or yeah. whatever. It's such a weird, <laughs> weird, weird song. He just yeah, he thinks up the weirdest things. But uh, I love that album. It stuck with me for over fifteen years, and it is great. That's that's my number five. Uh, my number four is a little album called Let's Play House by the Cuties. Yeah. That's a great album. I it love is such a good album. And what it is, is uh, it's two people from MXPX and two people from a band called 90 Pound Wuss. And they got together and it was like kind of a joke band was the idea. And it was called The Cooties. They only made one album. I think they played like three shows and that was it. The album's 19 tracks or something like that, which bands did in the 90s. Yeah. And it's like pop punk perfection. Oh, it is. Um, so good. There's not a bad song on it, I don't think. It's on Spotify as well. And, like, the song's just about, like, drinking Coke, going to the beach, like, going to the mall. Yeah. And it's just, like, a perfect, like, teenager, like, punk rock summer album. And this is the perfect time for it. There's, uh, is it, did the song, was the song, sometimes you gotta ask yourself, was that on there first, or was that on the MXPX album first? It was on there first. Yeah, that's um, what I yeah. thought. I thought it came from that. They had, they had a couple there. songs that MXPX kind of took, which I guess, like, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Because same writer. But, yeah, the Cooties, Let's Play House. I urge people to check it out. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so good. great record. and that, I don't know if it's on Spotify. It is. Is it? That's it good. Is. Okay. Because yes, for a long time, it was very hard to track down. It's a hard-to-find record. Um, I finally just got it on vinyl this past year. Yeah. On clear vinyl, and I was stoked. That's yeah. awesome. It and is really great. Especially if you like, like, MXPX and stuff. I mean, not that everybody does, but... I don't. I never really understood why people didn't, because it, it just sounded like all the. It, just, you know, sounded a lot yeah. like a fat records band. They that, did. They were just know. a fast punk band. And but yeah, I love MXPX like as well. Yeah. And my number three mm. is uh, "Stay Asleep" by Bigwig. Oh yeah, that's great. Which that I have a guarantee record. a lot of people have never heard that's, that album. That's definitely one that I think a lot of you should check out, and I think you'd be very pleasantly surprised. Um, they were kind of doing. The whole, like, poppy punk meets, like, shreddy aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. Very talented, like, a lot of guitar solos. I don't think Stay Asleep sounds like any other band. No. Um, Bigwig kind of, they kind of did their own thing, and 
it sucks they never got more popular. I assume it's because their singer's hard to deal with. I only say that because I saw them four to five times, and every single time it was a completely different lineup. It was their <laughs> singer and three different people, and they could never seem to keep a lineup together. That's weird. So I just assume it had something to do with that. So they never... They, they definitely could have gotten a lot more popular. Yeah. But they didn't really get to tour because they could never keep a lineup together. But that album, I mean, I like all four of their albums. The one after that, Imitation of Tragedy, it's ridiculously amazing, too. Yeah. But Stay Asleep by Big Wig. Um, I love every song. Yeah. I, I think you should check that out, guys. Yeah, I agree completely. I, I haven't heard that album in a long time, but I remember really, really loving that album when it was out. I, um, you, should, you should even go back and listen to it. I listened to it like a few days ago. Still just as good. It's great. It's... I like that that would happen. I'm glad that that album aged well because, you know, a lot of times, like, back, like especially albums from, like, back in the early 2000s and stuff, if you go back and listen to them, they really don't hold up very well. But... No, a lot of those old skate punk albums, I think a lot of it is when they switched from analog to digital. Yeah. And... They like tried to do these sounds and they just sound shitty. Yeah. A lot of Fat Records albums actually have that weird sound. Right. Uh, oh, oh, there we go. There we go. Hello. Hello. Hello, Hello there. One necessary. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so this finally worked. I don't know what was wrong with it, but I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. glad you got it. I don't know. Me. Sometimes you think do that. Computers. No uh, Hello, Joey. Where are you guys? 513. What area code is that again? I'm trying to Cincinnati. figure that out. Huh? Cincinnati. Texas. Oh, Cincinnati. Yes. 512 is Texas. Really? Austin. Yeah. Well. That's where I was going. Um, Cincinnati, baby. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for uh, calling in and being on the show today. We're very happy to have you. Well, uh, you have half of me. Uh, I am in Vegas. I've been here for two days and, um, yeah. Burning the candle at both ends, you know. That's how it <laughs> goes it, here. You got punk but rock, fun, having fun. You got punk rock bowling? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. Yeah, I'm, it's insane. I, I'm not playing. I came out here to deliver a hard drive. And then I got here and realized I'd grabbed the wrong hard drive. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm Ryan, and uh, I, I'm in the band Mixtapes, and we've talked before, and Justin does stand-up comedy, and we do this podcast together, and... Uh, it's been going really well, but we both are huge fans of yours. Yeah. Cool, man. I was a fan of mixtapes. I mean, I listen to that record so much that the one that's, I can't, it's hard to describe the album cover, but it's like gray and blue, and it's got a bunch of, uh, what the uh, hell? It's sort of like that. Maps. A, maps. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, that would be Maps. Yeah, that's a great record. Well, thank you very much. That means a lot because... And, uh, and my daughter, at the time, was like seven or something when I got her eight. And she loved it, too. So that's, that's high praise right there. Well, that, that means a lot more coming from her than you, but I appreciate yours as well. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I definitely do. But no, thank you. That's <laughs> she awesome. Still has, she still has all her beans, you know? <laughs> and what we, what we were kind of doing last week and this week is uh, mixtapes is kind of like I always thought we were more of a punk band, but we kind of got more accepted into this newer pop punk scene, you know, with all these new bands that, like, I'm I'm 31. A little more proggy. What'd you say? A little more progressive. Yeah, I, I guess maybe that's why we got accepted into this scene with all these bands I don't really listen to, which is okay, because I'm glad that they like us, but uh, we have a lot of younger fans. 
it kind of what we wanted to do last week and this week was talk about bands that a lot of these younger kids might not have ever given a chance or heard of. And, you know, we even last week talked about Lagwagon. We got a lot of tweets from people that checked you guys out and Bad Astronaut and your solo stuff. And, like, we're really excited about it because they'd never heard of it because they're younger. So we thought that was oh, really cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's because we tour with a lot of bands that, you know, are just kind of that new pop punk. I don't know what you want to call it. but uh, And a lot of these yeah, kids, I... it's weird, like... I've met kids will be on tour and like they're into like pop punk, the new stuff, and they've literally never heard of No Effects or Lagwagon, which is crazy to me. But it's like this whole new generation. So we've been kind of just trying to like talk about the great greatest bands, and uh, you happen to be one of them. Yeah, that's very nice. Thank you. (laughs) Well, you know, it's part of the deal. I mean, you know, people grow up and they listen to different things and new things come along, and that's good. It's a good thing. It is. And I think it's something that, if you're in a band, it's very important that you're comfortable with that, you know, that idea. Um, Otherwise, you're going to grow old and be bitter, and, you know, and there's no sense of entitlement in art anyway. You really can't have that. If you have that, I think you're making big mistakes. It's really not... I think it's so important, no matter what you do in the arts, to keep a focus on doing it for yourself. If you can just keep that the whole time, then you don't really care much about that sort of thing. But as far as like my reaction to newer bands, it's one of the parts of growing older and looking at, at what's happening is that a lot of it seems convoluted to you because there are rules in every generation. You know, there are right. things that people have seen and and had decided, you know, this is this genre, this is this. And as those things, as people that are younger, they, they take whatever it is that's in front of them and create new things. And after a while, as you get older, you start to see these repeats. And it's an interesting thing, you know, it's film, music, really everything, mistakes, politics, <laughs> all of it. That's very and true. I think very true. that's just part of the deal. Um, but, you know, I've always kind of just, focused on being self-indulgent so it, it never really mattered to me all that much you know <laughs> right but i think it's it's it is interesting to be like punk rock blowing out and you see all these kids with like super gutter punk looking kids with all these like old school bands patches all over and you know that they weren't even born when that band made their <laughs> so last true. record you know it's very very true <laughs> but you know That's... i mean i don't know it's kind of fun in a way i mean you know i think I that's know. that's a refreshing take and i like i like that because i definitely think People, like, when I say our age range, from me to you, Justin, I just mean anyone over the age of, like, 25 to 30 that grew up listening to punk rock. There's so many people that are so jaded, and I'll meet all these bands that are like, these kids don't appreciate the greats, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you can't have that attitude. It's not that they don't appreciate it, it's they don't even know who these bands are. Yeah. That kid's, like, 15. Yeah, complete robbers to say something like that, because yeah. <laughs> the truth is, every time you write a song, you're writing a song in a moment. It's a new, you're a new person. Every time you create anything, it's a new thing. If somebody, my daughter's age, she's 10, you know, and she likes it. One yeah. of her friends goes, oh, I like this song of yours. I'm like overwhelmed by that. I think, well, that's great. You know, it, it makes no difference to me what age somebody is or what they're into or what their background is. Because if I was creating anything, for the purpose of pleasing a sex and expecting respect from, you know, as an elder or any of that kind of stuff, then I would be 
bringing, I don't know, some kind of, I mean, this might sound a little dramatic, but like fascism into it. Like, right. I'm not interested in that at all. <laughs> yeah. And I like to be able to like whatever I will like. Well, that's exactly you know? how it should be. And I think there's a lot of kids who, like, love, like, you know, Newfound Glory or The Wonder Years or Blink-182. And I think that if they heard, you know, like, Face to Face or Lagwagon, they would probably fall in love with it. They just are younger and never had the chance to, which is kind of why we're doing these episodes. Because there's just, hmm. it's not that these kids... Well, I know most of those guys. I think they've all heard our fans. I met the fans of the bands, not the bands. Oh, right, right, I'm right. I'm saying right, there's, right. like... I was like Huh. No, 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 not <laughs> no just we're not the, that old. No, not that. Old. I just mean like, like you know. I'm just kidding, man. Well, no, yeah, I just mean the fans of these. I hear bands. what you're saying. Well, that's nice. Thank you. You know. Oh, that's. that's but you know, I, the other thing that you have to know if you're in a band that ever had any success at all, like if you ever got to the point, you know, I remember we made our first CD. Oh, I think it was a cassette or something in vinyl at that time, and the CDs were just getting going. I, I'm fucking gonna date myself so badly <laughs> okay. We're I remember too. when we did that thinking this is it I've done this and I still <laughs> feel that way I mean my wagon's about to make a new record and I'm still giddy like a little kid about it and that's enough you know I mean how lucky are you if you had any kind of career doing what you love exactly that's exactly right it's yeah. uh it's funny we actually talked about it on big on this podcast recently is we were on tour with a band, and uh, I I was talking to him backstage last year, and I was talking about how if mixtapes broke up tomorrow, I would be okay. Not like I'd be excited, but yeah. I, just, I just said, you I know. I say that all the time. We toured the world. About like, your band. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks, man. Sorry. <laughs> and Again, we, uh, we're supposed to be fun. We're having fun, right? <laughs> no, no, no. That's, of course. That's exactly the point. Yeah, we don't, we don't like to make these, like, interviews. We just like to talk. But I, I was going to yeah. say, like, the fact that, like, you know, you just gave me your phone number and we could call you up and do this today, and I've gotten to meet most of my heroes and favorite bands just through mixtapes and touring. Like, the guy that I was talking to just had definitely way more of a business perspective about his band, and we were just in two different worlds, and he couldn't comprehend because he was like, you know, well, you guys are doing really well, and you're starting to make money. And I was like, yeah, we are, but I've gotten to meet my heroes, and I've gotten to inspire people, and I was like, that's what it's all about. It's not about, it's not about, I mean, it is business to a degree because it is literally your job at that point, but I don't, it is a business. It is a business, but I feel like I've accomplished so much, which like you just said, I'm sure you feel the same way because you've done 10 times more than I've done. But I mean, I'm sure if you had to stop playing music, I'm sure you'd look back, you know, with the fondness of being like, wow, look at all this cool stuff that I did. You know, I actually want to stop playing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, though, can you? <laughs> well, no, I can't. You can't. Um, that's uh, there's a there's a nice little uh, catch twenty two in that. Uh, that uh, if if it is your job, at some point you reach an age where you want to be creative. Still, I'll always want to do that. Right. Um, but I much prefer producing, and I much prefer the studio to tour and shows. And I don't think I ever really enjoyed being on stage. I just wasn't cut out for it i just did it and do you feel out, do you feel awkward on stage it really wasn't what's that do you feel awkward on stage uh you know it's not so much awkward but i carry a pretty decent amount of anxiety all day long and <laughs> right. stage is certainly not for a person like that so i learned and adapted and i'm very much 
the same person when I walk on stage. I figured out pretty early on if I just stay the same, I walk on, you know, I just, I'm not going to change my thing. It may not be great for sales, but at the end of the day, it's like I can survive it, you know. But the thing is, is I, I'm, I've always preferred the creative side of things. I like writing. I like music. I like working with others and collaborating. And those things, when you're in a band, it turns into somewhat of a schedule. You know, you're touring and then you're making a record and all this crap that nobody wants to hear about. It's boring. But I, you know, as I get older, really, my goal is is to try to do more of the other thing, you know, because, yeah, that's what I like. That's what I've always liked. Oh, that's so awesome. I started a label and I'm doing a lot of that now. And I saw that. Great. I love it. Um, yeah. we, uh, I was reading about that earlier. Like, uh, isn't your idea... Um, that you want to have like what somebody come out for a weekend, you record three songs, and then if they come out for a week, they record ten. Yeah, we already launched. We launched on May sixteenth, and uh, and it's going really well. So there's like a tiny chance that I might be able to just do that. How, how do how, how do I sign up for that? Can we can we collaborate together? What's that? I said, how do I sign yeah. up for that? Can we can we can we do a collaboration? Send me some demos, man. I think you and I... You like I... that? You're like, fuck <laughs> you. I wasn't doing this forever. I might even send you demos. Uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I have this already, like, super long list of people I'm doing. these. It's called One Week Records, and we do a record in a week, and it's a bit like a BBC session or maybe a little, like, Day Trotter for, you know, people who know what Day Trotter does. But yeah. the difference is, is that people can either come in and do an album of covers or, or or material of their bands and or they can come in and the first three guys I've done did full original records, you know. But we only have seven days to do ten songs for better or worse. We don't right. it, it ties our hands a little that's, so we yeah, can't that's, overproduce. That's, that's rough. That's awesome. And the idea is like my whole thing is I really want to try to just achieve getting the actual sound of someone rather than, you know, polishing it to a point where it sounds homogenized and like everything else because I always really like demo tapes you know people don't put any effort on the production side but yeah, there's like a the beauty real. to it because they're really inspired you know you just and get the real like song I think moment. yeah that's where a song has to stand on its own and I think that's that's where you can separate a real great song is the demo without the polish or anything that's right and that's the goal and it's kind of like we do a lot of pre-production and then I get the guys from my house and the best thing ever is that I've lived this sort of duplicity, this bipolar life for so, so many years where at home it's my friends, my pub, my bar, whatever, my wife and daughter. And then I'm out on the road and I have thousands of friends all over the world because I've been touring for 25 years or whatever, you know, so they don't know my family. And they say, they, they, it's like they don't believe me. It's like I have front, you know, I'm actually <laughs> a part of <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I really do have a family, I swear. Um, but so the great thing is, you know, now I'm like bringing these friends of mine from all over the world and they're coming to my house and they stay for a week and they meet my girls and we drink coffee in the morning, you know, and then we dive into the music and it, it's just, it was just like a fun idea, but it's really going well, and I, I'm so uh, into it. How um, how do I get on that list, and who do I have to take out to get ahead? <laughs> well, don't worry. So, you know, there's 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 if if it goes if I keep doing it, I'll be doing it for the rest of my days that I can hear <laughs> <laughs> and operate a mouse. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a awesome idea. I think hit, keep hit, hit us up. 
I, I definitely will. I think you and I should write pop songs, like for Britney Spears and stuff. Maybe that should be our angle, and then we'll just get rich. Well, the truth of the matter is that's where I'm really headed. Yes, that's exactly where <laughs> That's where we all want to go. Yeah, you know, I wrote that song. It's yeah. kind of funny. But you know what? I got a new house. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I think I, I would do it. I, I, would give, I would give it a shot. Um, hey, man. I, it's so funny. I know a lot of guys who do that. You know, they have, like, writing teams in L.A. And they, and yeah. they do that thing. And, and, and a few of my friends are really successful at it. You know, oh, like yeah. They're writing most of the shit that's on the radio there. There's a lot of it where it's like, oh, that's a Tim song. That's a blah, blah, blah song. And, uh, you know, the only drag of that is that's one of those things. The grass looks really green. But then I talk to some of those guys now, like, eh, after a while, not so fun. Yeah, I I would imagine yeah. because I feel like you would have to feel like you're sucking your soul out a little bit mm. to a degree, <laughs> like. But, totally. I mean, I don't know. I think. I mean, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you are. I think but you just I, said it. I think it would be fun for a while, though. Like you said, I think it'd be you'd be in this whole other world that like most people don't get to experience because pop stars on that level are not humans almost to the point where it's like mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus is and all these people and Justin Bieber's like. It's such a crazy thing to even think about to me. Like, sure. I the, the amount of hey, money. Hey, you know, I I was gonna say I think that it it is it's such a, a, a like a great idea that you could hear someone else who's still fairly young has an amazing voice and doesn't write their own music. I mean, this isn't a new idea. Frank Sinatra didn't write his songs. Elvis Presley didn't write his songs. Oh, you know? right. In the old days, songs were written for singers. Oh, yeah. And singers had bands that backed them up and blah, blah, blah. So there's really not this horrible integrity issue with it that everybody now seems to think exists. It's completely weird to me that... Yeah, some of the most classics... I meet people almost on a daily basis that say, you know, that guy, I don't know about him. He doesn't write his own stuff. Like it's so weird. The guitar player in the band writes all the music, and the singer doesn't write. It's like, dude, it's who like, cares? It's like I the mean, Temptations didn't write their own songs either. Like you talk shit no, about the they, Temptations. You know, like all these it was things. more often the truth than it wasn't. So yeah. there's really nothing wrong with it. But here's the thing: for me, I like the idea of collaborating with people in my world and mm-hmm. writing with them. Uh, one of the first records I did for one week, I did with my friend Brian Wallstrom, and we just co-wrote the whole record together. We just sat there for like a couple weeks and wrote, and we wrote the whole thing. And I'm so proud of that record. And he's an opera singer. I mean, that dude travels the world and sings opera, but he does pop stuff too. That's it's awesome. sort of like <laughs> Billy Joel or something, you know? He's a piano player. That's awesome. And hearing him sing the melodies that I wrote, some of them, you know, and some of the lyrics I wrote, it just so good i don't have to breathe that's, I just, a, that's a great <laughs> feeling that's, that's a great feeling that's awesome i was gonna and say and it's still artistically you know we're rewarding you know it's just it's a cool thing definitely well i was gonna say i think the world of pop singers too is so weird especially child pop singers like so you said your daughter's 10 right yeah Knowing but like you guys, terrible pitch. Well, well, I was gonna say, <laughs> knowing like the, the Justin Bieber's, the Miley Cyrus's, and just from touring, even though you've toured in the punk rock world, say your daughter had this amazing voice, and like you know, like an usher came along and wanted to make her a pop star. Would you even let her? Like, would you entertain the idea, or do you think it's too scary? I mean, 
I think we would let her do whatever she wants to do because we want her to be happy and be right. free and do things that she enjoys. And that's the way we're raising her. But uh, would I be happy about it? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that any kind of life like that for a young person, especially now with, you know, things being the way they are, it's, it's I, such I uh, a sort of, you know, it's just an unbelievably uh, soulless kind of pursuit. And I think that the culmination of the blue screen light, the world we live in, you know, the devices and everything, uh, the way people are now, selfies, all this stuff, right. and, and music and, and that, and the goal of numbers, like, you know, Nike literally dividing a penny by 10 million fraction, you know. I, I, don't, I just feel like, yeah, clearly that's not a good life for someone that I care about. I completely agree. Is it safe to say that a Joey Cape selfie game is not very strong then? Um, I really um, have, I'm, I'm very um, conflicted. <laughs> because on one hand, this world has made my life much easier. It's a lot easier to promote a tour on your own. Oh, yeah. It's opened up many, many channels for people in any kind of independent state to be able to reach other people and network. And so, obviously, that's a beautiful thing, and I really love that. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's sort of, in a way, a bit sad when you're sitting there hanging out with a bunch of your good friends and everyone's looking at their phones. I mean, it's this is true. not a new idea. You know, I like Louis C.K.'s take on it, you know? Yes. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, Mark Marin, you know, those guys have good things to say about it. I'd just be saying stuff they said already. But I, I you know, it's, so I'm sort of divided on it. I pretty much agree with you 100%. Yeah, but to be fair, Mark Marin is just a bitter old man. So, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. But I want to hang out with that guy because I like people like that. His, oh, you could you could easily hang out with him. His uh, podcast, man, is so like I just he's so bitter. You're right. He's such a bitter old. That's why man. you never. That's why you oh, always. Oh, he's just a fucking asshole, and I love like, him. I was, <laughs> I was driving the other. I night. don't even know him, but he just seems like a really rad guy to hang out with. I think it would be quite entertaining. I was driving the other night and listening to his podcast, and he just starts going on this rant about ending a relationship and if he's going to be alone for the rest of his life. And it was like the saddest, most pathetic, like angry thing. And I was like, man, I got to put but something the, else on. The I thing can't is, do is this. the thing is, is like right after that, he'll turn around and do the exact same like kind of sad, awful rant about a cup of coffee, and you're like, yeah, you. <laughs> he's like the person nice. who like curmudgeonly puts everything on the same level, and you're I think right. that's amazing. <laughs> Dude, that's genius. Yeah. See, I think I think that the, the distinction to be made here is that very smart people are interesting no matter what they say. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you listen to somebody bitching that isn't all that interesting, you know, and they're just bitching, it's like, man, I don't need to hear this. This is boring. Yeah. And you're a drag. I don't want to be near you. <laughs> you're sucking my soul. You're a soul sucker. Um, or a stoke extinguisher or whatever it is. But <laughs> the when when somebody's really smart and they have uh like an air of humor, then it's great. Because it's just everything that we're all thinking and want to say. Oh, yeah. But they're saying it better. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. 
I think most of us can identify with that stuff, especially as we get older. But you have to have a sense of humor. People don't have a sense of humor. That's the problem. I mean, people who bitch and don't have a sense of humor. That's, I mean, that's like, that, I mean, essentially what you just said is just the internet. It's just people bitching that don't have a sense of humor. Oh, God. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. And I, I mean, and the idea that, that it's at all interesting to check in and let someone know that you're eating lunch. I mean, I have so many friends that do that shit. Right. And I, every time I see it, I just kind of go, oh, I, I mean, there's no dopamine there for me, you know? Right. It's just, it's just <laughs> right. annoying. It's like, I've, I've talk, we've talked about this before, about how, like, the culture of, like, Instagram and, like, all the stuff, and, like, the selfie thing and all the things that you, like, see, like... You see, like, people getting, like, depressed about, like, things on the internet and, like, people getting mad at other people because of a picture they took or whatever. And it's, like, nobody has the perspective that, like, essentially what you're seeing in someone's Instagram feed is their, like, greatest hits compilation. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they don't... Yeah. Like, they're not showing you the fucking ugly side of their life where, like, you know, they don't have any money or they're, like, you know, upset about something or, like, have troubles... They're showing you, like, you know what, this what is? they want. This is one of those don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I could not agree more with you. I mean, it's the, it's the greatest hits. And it, 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 it's, it becomes, it's like the lie you tell so often that you believe it. Yeah. And that is sort of the issue. I mean, the real problem, though, if you ask me, is the idea that something that would have normally been just a, afterthought or just something that you might have thought oh you know i remember that guy from high school he was cool whatever you move on (laughs) and you go on with your day now you can reach out and find that person you can waste a ton of time reacquainting yourself with something from your past you can see where they had well on it for days (laughs) yeah and you're missing the new things happening in your world and then you're posting this shit like I got this perfect picture of this guy in a pool with the fucking floaty thing looking like it's his dick. It's hilarious. <laughs> and it just took me 15 minutes to post it. You know, Worth it. That's not even that funny, man. No one cares. No. Well, some people care. They're just called dumb people. Yeah. They care, they a care for too like much. five seconds and yeah. then they look at the next thing. Yeah. It's very true. They're it's, it's, it's an interesting culture that we... Are in and like you said, there's the good and the bad. Whether it comes to entertainment, politics, everything. I mean, you, the internet has brought great things forward and brought out the worst in people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just go to punk news and find a story. You know what I mean? And read the comments. You want to? You want to cut your penis off? <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. I never could anyway. I mean, yeah. even in the early days, like the chat rooms and stuff. Oh, yeah. I never visited any of the chat rooms that were associated with things that we did and. There were people I worked with that were like, oh, look, man, you got to make an appearance every once in a while. You know, and then no, the one don't. time no. I did, <laughs> the one time I did, I learned such a harsh lesson because pretty much the whole thing turned on me and said it wasn't me and I was a liar. And then, like, the next day, some guy said, oh, yeah, you know, he's gay and he's just closeted <laughs> or something. And then that was, like, the whole thing for a week. And I was like, Jesus, okay, no thank you. <laughs> you know what's funny? Not that there's anything wrong with being gay, and I might be gay, but I don't need to talk about it with a bunch of strangers. About <laughs> right. it. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's funny because uh, similarly to that, I learned a funny lesson. Uh, mixtapes had like this, like 
B-Sides EP thing we put out for free. And it had this joke song. And long story short is I wrote it for this guy because his girlfriend broke up with him. And he liked mixtapes. And he messaged me on Facebook. And this was, like, before we got a little more popular. And he was like, you know, will you write me a song and make me feel better? And I, he didn't think I would do it, so I did it. And like she, oh, loved, that's awesome. she loved, thanks. She loved film school, and her favorite band was Strung Out. So I just wrote this goofy, alternative country song about how Tim Burton sucks and Strung Out sucks, and everyone thinks that Strung Out's a good band, but they're terrible. <laughs> and it was completely jokey. It sounds country. And all right, it ended up getting. I I know you guys are label mates, friends. Funny story is their drummer actually came to our show last time in L.A. and we talked about it. Very funny. And it, oh, Jordan? Yeah, Jordan came out and uh, stood Maybe. right in the front row. And so I played it for him, like looking at him. And then we ended up going Oh, to... my God, I love you. <laughs> and, uh, oh, great. I wish I had seen that. Well, we have, there's a band called The Sheds, and uh, one of the guys drum techs for him. So he played him the song, and I guess at first Jordan got mad about it, like legit mad. And if you hear the song, it doesn't even right. sound like mixtapes. It's a stupid, goofy song. But long story short, what's funny is on the internet, I've learned like that song has like 40 or 50,000 views on YouTube. And literally every single okay, one. Okay, I got to check it out. <laughs> it's called Hey really Baby. Is. It's called Hey what's Baby. It's called? Hey Baby. Hey, what? Hey Baby. Hey Baby, okay. Ooh, that could be tough. There could be a lot of hits for Hey Baby of all different sorts. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you YouTube anyway. mixtapes Hey Baby, you'll find it. Okay. The, com- the comments are funny because every single one is just calling me a faggot. <laughs> like these strung out fans. Like of I guess course. they're just really mad. And then the, But the funniest one is there's one that's in a foreign language and I don't know what it says. And it's like all these words I can't read. And in the middle of it in capital letters, faggot. <laughs> Surrounded by like, all these other language things. I'm just reading I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like this joke song I wrote for this guy because he was sad. And like, it's just right. the internet made it become this thing to the point where Jordan... People have a big problem with not knowing the backstory of something right. and judging it at face value. And unbe- like, it's really unbelievable to me how often it, you read some criticism of something or critique or whatever and, and and they seem to have like entirely missed it and i didn't necessarily need the insight that i had read somewhere from the creator of this thing to understand and, and have a completely different reaction to it than this herd of morons or whatever that taking right. it i don't know it, that stuff is so funny but that's why i just don't even partake i mean I have zero interest in what people think. I really do. And I've always been that way. And, you know, honestly, I think I'm lucky because you really shouldn't care. No. You don't do these things for other people. You do them for your friends. And that's it. Like, that was a gift. That was a letter. I, uh, Who gives a shit? I think it's actually almost a bonus that all these people reacted that way. Oh, oh that's awesome. the greatest. That's kind of funny, Great. right? Well, yeah. You got a good story. There was a, I, I did this show, I did a stand-up show where it was on a tour, and there was this thing, the idea of it was that uh, all the comedians perform in their underwear, right? So uh-huh. I go, I, I, I had it filmed, and uh, I put it up on this uh, one comedy site. They asked me if, I, if they could have a clip, so I sent it to them, 
And I was like, I was like, oh, people will watch this, whatever, because it was, you know, the site's decently popular. And I went on and I looked at the comments and someone just wrote, why is this? They didn't read like the description or anything. They just said, why is this fat piece of shit in his underwear? <laughs> He's not funny. And I was just like. I was like, first of all, yes. it should be funny enough that I am fat and in my underwear on a stage. <laughs> Secondly, you didn't read the description enough to realize that's the theme of the show, considering the giant banner at the top says underwear comedy tour. Well, he, he probably can't read, Justin. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's just it. He doesn't, yeah. He, he can't read, but he can certainly type an insult to me, yeah. which is great. Correct. <laughs> I love that, though, yeah. because it's just There's like. There's plenty of people that are literate that can't read or, or, <laughs> or able to write, but are illiterate. That is true. <laughs> right. Um, before. We have to wrap any of this up. Can we geek out with you uh, for a few minutes musically? Let's do it. Um, I was gonna say Lagwagon is out. one of my favorite bands and Justin's. Yeah, they're they're you're actually Lagwagon's my literally my favorite band of all time. Um, and have been. Well, for... we're working on changing that. Right? <laughs> Your songwriting though, literally from the goofy to the serious. We were talking about Resolve. I think is one of the best albums ever. And uh, I actually started mixtapes after my dad passed away to like get stuff off my chest and that album literally like i mean this as a compliment like i couldn't listen to resolve for like two or three months after my dad passed away because i think you wrote that album so well Mm -hmm. that i couldn't listen to it like it's just such a well-written album and i love all of your it's a funny thing to say thank you to but thank you (laughs) well no that's what i mean it's like that's a high compliment it's weird that is the goal right we make music (laughs) we don't want people to listen well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's also weird to say as it's a compliment. It's so fucking sad that it's going to make them want to kill themselves. It's just, it, all it, right. it's, you so accurately convey on that album what it's like to lose someone. Like, I, I think yeah, sure. it's hard, hard to do that well. And even from that to, like, the goofier, you know, songs you guys have, but I, you guys are just one of my favorite bands. I'm curious, what, what is your favorite you. album of your guys's? I mean, you know, I I said this so many times, and it, I think it wears a little. <laughs> that, that's why I didn't, I didn't want to get to most of the generic questions, so I just saved like the. No, no, man, it's okay. End. Like, it's not a generic question, and it's a good question, I think. But I think it's also a really difficult question to answer because, you know, there is a response that's true, but it sounds very, I don't know, trite in a way. But I, I can't be all that objective about the music. I just. It's like Resolve I wrote in a week at my kitchen table with a bottle of whiskey and a carton of cigarettes, and I was truly mourning my best friend. Right. Exactly. Who died in a very violent, awful way. I, that's a perfect example of something that you do, and you don't even know what you're doing. You just do it, and it happens, and we got that record together so fast. We recorded it so fast, and we, you know, I don't know. That was reactionary, and I think that's perfect. It's kind I of mean, impossible to analyze that at the same time as I analyze the, the song "Beer Goggles" that we did like right. twenty years earlier. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's two totally different worlds, obviously. Yeah, had anything to do with, <laughs> or Mr. Coffee or something. You know? Right. So I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't have a favorite record because I think by the time you're done making a record, I don't want to listen to it. Yeah, you I know. know. I've I know heard it feel. way too many times. I also, for people listening, like especially younger people who might not be as familiar, I don't want just Lagwagon. I mean, your solo stuff, Bad Astronaut, everything you've done, I, I really am a fan of all of it. Yeah. And uh, Bad, a- Bad Astronaut's also incredible, but um, 
can I, I am pretty amazing. <laughs> you know hey, at least you admit it, you know. Yeah, it's a hard it's, thing actually, it's more, it would be more refreshing if you did take that tack with it because so many people want to be humble and then you're just like, well, actually, I'm really good at this. Well, I'm a good songwriter, <laughs> you know, so that's what it is what it is. Um, can I, you imagine? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the thing is some people are good and some people are bad. I'm <laughs> I just want to say... Uh, no, uh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. I don't hear very often that people like the solo stuff I do. I think, you know... Um, it's great. There's, a, I think there's a thing when people really like a band and someone in the band does something that's a solo thing, a lot of times they kind of feel like almost obligated to not really back it because it would, it feels somehow to them like they're joining in the dissent or the, you know... Um, yeah, they're joining in on destroying something that they actually like, you know, like if someone's fleeing the, the herd or whatever. But I don't, I never looked at music like that at all. I just basically don't care how big a van is. I don't care where they come from. I hardly care about their politics. Maybe more so as I get older, but I just want to hear a good song, you know? Oh, I yeah. Just, I don't care much about what its background is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What kind of politics just don't belong here. Um, I I just Ryan walked off to get some water, but I just wanted to say take the opportunity, and I know you probably don't even want to hear it, but uh, I this is like literally probably the like a dream come true for me to get to talk to you, because uh, I've liked your band like I've loved Lagwagon longer than like more than half my life at this point, and uh, so on a you, scale of one to ten, how disappointed are you right now? How dis- <laughs> I'm at a I'm, 10. Yeah, I'm at like a 45. I already started fashioning a noose. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Perfect. yeah, no, it's it's a huge honor for you to be on the show, and it's really great. And uh, you've helped me through immensely through so many things in my life that have, you know, happened. And uh, you guys have always, Gosh. you know, helped me through it. And I was trying to think of an example earlier, and the only one I could think of was a couple of years ago. I flew uh, to Chicago, and uh, I was seeing this girl at the time, and uh, things went awry that weekend, and we ended up breaking up. And uh, that Sunday, I was I was at O'Hare Airport, and I was getting ready to go on a plane, and I'm you know trying not to break down in front of a bunch of strangers, and I'm listening to sure. I was listening to. Uh, like basically all your stuff on shuffle and I'm sitting there like starting to cry in front of all the people at the boarding gate while I'm eating a banana. And it was like the weirdest experience because you've never, I don't know if you've ever seen a man, a grown man who's 30 years old crying while eating a banana, but Lord knows I have. Uh, I don't think I've seen that before. You're not looking at the right website. Ain't no hair, no less. Yeah, exactly. All like that is a big airport. <laughs> yeah, it is. And there was a lot of people walking by me, probably going, "What the fuck is going on with that guy?" Because you could probably see somebody crying, like they said goodbye to a loved one or whatever. But if they're eating a banana, no, that's, like... that's what you think when you see that. When you see a grown up crying in a public place, your automatic reaction is they just lost someone. Right. They like yeah. literally just found out that someone died. Yeah. Or you're sitting there thinking, there's someone in the airport here that just really hurt that person's feelings. Right. And I always feel so sensitive. I'm like, I'm, I think part of the reason that I'm jaded and part of the reason that I am who I'm, I am is that I'm just a little too sensitive. Like, I see something like that and it ruins my whole day. 
Oh yeah, oh, I'm the same like, way. I can't stop thinking about it. It, you know, I. That's yeah. So but I'm sorry, man. but here's that's the terrible. thing, though. If that person was eating a banana, I feel like you would have conflicted feelings that it might have made your day. <laughs> I might have thought something completely different. You're right. The banana, <laughs> you throw the banana in the mix, and all of a sudden that guy is maybe autistic or <laughs> has some sort of special needs. Or maybe um, it's just the best banana they ever had. It could be an Asperger's victim, although they don't try, I don't think. Um, yeah, or it's, it's like an incredible banana. Like, what is with that banana that guy's eating? He's crying out of the joy of eating that banana. I don't know. Is it organic? Yeah, that's, that's odd. I don't usually like to eat when I'm sad. I don't know. So. It was. Uh, it's one of those weird things. Like, you, you know how, um, I don't know, it's a routine thing because I always try to eat at the same times every single day. So I think I was just like... Well, I'll get to the airport and I'll buy well, myself something, and then like it's like, sure. why am I doing this? <laughs> like, I'm not even hungry. I'm just like shoving a banana in my face. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Well, we well actually, I uh, I hate to say it, but I kind of wish I had seen that. Well, no, that's fine. I <laughs> yeah. I wish I would have taken a picture of it and sent it to you. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good band. <laughs> I was gonna say we 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 have, we have been lucky. We have a. Uh, We've had guests that have been on multiple times, so I would like you. Hopefully, you've had a good time, and maybe we'll be on again sometime in the near future. No, it's great. You guys are great. I was, I really enjoyed talking to you, man. It made my day. It's good. Well, Thank that, you. Would you uh, like to, Would you like to come back sometime soon? We can talk more. Sure. Yeah. So I feel like there's hours of conversation we yeah, could have. Definitely. Yeah. To be continued. Well, then I'm gonna say that we're, I'm gonna start telling people we're friends. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> I, you, I don't even care what you say. I'm just gonna tell you. Um, yeah. Well, and then I'll make sure when I see you, I'll be like, "Yeah, man, I don't remember you. <laughs> I don't remember that conversation." Do you? Uh, before we wrap it up, you're at Punk Rock Bowling. Are you? Who are you watching tonight? What good bands are playing? Well, as soon as we get off the phone, I'm meeting a friend, Jason. We're gonna go watch Good Riddance play. Nice. Um, and then after that, it's Against Me, and I think No Effects. Last night, I saw Mass Intruder, Descendants, SNFU. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, and I went and saw the Riverboat Gamblers late nice. last night. They were amazing. Awesome. God, that was amazing. Great band. I mean, one, one of the it, best live it, bands. There's two, like, yeah, I don't even know where to, that's like the longest question, because there's like 500 bands, and yeah. you, the biggest problem is what not to go to. Oh, yeah. I would love, like, Riverboat Gamblers are always like a thing to watch. It doesn't matter when or where they're playing. They're and it just... was awesome because in, well, that bitch isn't awesome, but I think in had to go home for something personal. And so one of the guitar players went home and so Zach from Rise Against filled in. Oh, awesome. And it made the show just like a little bit more special, you know? And yeah, we, they was rare for him. He jumped off the tower of the PA speakers into the <laughs> pit, you know, and he took out the lights. Oh, yeah. Like he said he was going to do it. He right. like announced it and did it. It was like one of those moments, you know, you, you, you didn't matter how old you are. You just went, yes. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> shit up. <laughs> when they went on tour uh, for something to crow about years ago, they came mm -hmm. to Cincinnati and they played in front of six people. And yeah. they were all people I knew. Yeah. And he, I mean, he acted exactly Good the show. same. He went fucking nuts just as he usually does, except that he did this thing. For about three songs, he got up in the window, and there was a curtain there, 
and he got behind the curtain and then started acting like it was a vampire cape and putting it in front of his face and singing the songs like yes, that. He did. Yes, it was he did. a oh very strange God. thing. <laughs> wow. And it was back when he That's had like so super long hair, so he looked yeah. even more like bizarre doing like that. Like Galatian. Yeah. Right. Like, wow, that's classic. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he, that, that, that's a funny dude. Oh, yeah. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I guess we'll let you go watch uh, a bunch of shitty bands. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be hair, for, terrible. So. As long as Strung Out's not playing, it's all good. You're right, yeah. Well, they're not here, so... All right, we're, we're all good then. But uh, thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate and, uh, it very we'll much. And we'll keep in contact, because I would like to write songs with you, but we'd like to have you back on sometime in the next few weeks, Pleasure. so we can continue this conversation. Sure, man. And, okay, uh, guys. Jo- right. Joey Cape, everyone. A great, great man. <laughs> have, a, have a good night. <laughs> have a good night, Joey. Okay, guys. I'll see you later. Bye. He was pleasant. Oh, yeah, he was great. He was very pleasant. He's one of the best guests we've ever had. We have another guest calling in like one minute, so I'm going to tell you a story real quick. Dan? It is Dan, who I'm going to tell you right now is a piece of shit. (laughs) Uh, That's for sure. Um, What story are you going to tell me? I'm going to tell you a story about the time when I actually pooped into my hand and carried it to Josh, my roommate. I don't want to hear this story, and I really hope he calls in at this exact moment so I don't have to. Uh-oh. No one's calling. <laughs> also, when you did that uh-oh, the look on your face looked like you were shitting yourself right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I was scared that maybe you are going to... Uh, no, no. Um, so tonight also, video game talk. Watch Dogs comes out at midnight, so next week I will definitely be talking a lot about that because I... I'm extremely excited, and I'm going to be that nerd that's going in to GameStop at midnight to get it. I actually got a new uh, video card for my PC as well. Yeah. And it came with Watch Dogs for free. Why don't you? Why are you gonna go buy? I'm it? I'm gonna get both because the problem is, and the way they're doing this shit that annoys me, is the PS4 version has an hour, hour more of the story, and five extra missions if you pre-order it. And I did that. Well, it's lame. Stupid. Like, it's kind of bullshit. I wish... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, if it was just one little thing, like an outfit, that shit's dumb. But, like, mm-hmm. an hour of story is an hour of story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, but then I mean, again, you gotta wonder... I don't know. Because sometimes when they say that kind of shit, it means, like, a collectible in the game that you read, like, little That's articles true. and stuff, and they I should look it up. It, yeah. I should look it up before I get I would look it, it up but, for sure. Because some fans will be like, you pre-order this, you get this special helmet. It's yeah. like, I don't give a fuck about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I don't care about like, that who cares about that I, mean, I, uh, actually, I I'm just not that excited about it, honestly. Really, I think it depends. It's like we said with Ubisoft. I mean, Assassin's Creed One looked so incredible, and it was such a letdown. And I could see Watch Dogs being the same thing. Yeah, I did watch the first 15 minutes of gameplay last night, and I'll say it looked really awesome. But the first 15 minutes of Assassin's Creed was also awesome. Yeah, and then so, that same 15 <laughs> minutes happened for, for five about, hours. Yeah, and so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, you know, whatever. I mean. That's my problem with it is I'm I'm hoping that it's not but I feel like it's gonna be I will have a another Assassin's Creed and it's just gonna be like oh this is fun and then it's gonna like because it's a brand new series and it's on a new bunch of systems and it is and granted this is the third one but the last open world Ubisoft game was Far Cry Three and I think that's one of the best games ever made. oh no it was fucking ever. amazing that game yeah blew my mind yeah 
But Speaking of things that are blowing my mind, I got the new Wolfenstein. Me too. It is fucking badass. It's really fun. Yeah. Uh, we were playing it last night. It's so awesome. It's very, very, very gory. Yeah. The story is very Actually cool. Actually really good, yeah. The graphics are amazing. Um the, like the control, like it actually controls really well. Like the stealth thing actually works. Yeah. Like if you want to do it, for those that you can on play the it however you want, and like it actually, you it feels like you're playing it however you want to. Agree. I meant to bring that up to you, and I'm glad you said it because if anybody was on the fence after that last piece of shit Wolfenstein, they tried to reboot it a yeah. few years ago. The new one is great. Oh I'm god, about so three fucking or, good. Three or four hours in, maybe farther, and like it's so like intense. Like the scene when you're on like in the train with like yeah. the old Nazi lady. Mm-hmm. Like the robots, the way they—I don't know. It's awesome. It's—I I fully, fully recommend it, and like to everybody, because yeah, for people that don't know the plot, it's kind of cool. It's basically it's an alternate history where Germany won World War Two. Yeah, and it's just—it's really cool. Yeah, so, it is really awesome. Get it? If you don't get it, you don't got it. I speaking of other <laughs> games—is that your new catchphrase? Uh, get it. If you don't get it, you don't got it. Ugh. If you don't get it, you don't got it, Justin. And if you get it, you get it, you that get is it, you get all, it, good. That is literally almost as annoying as looking good, feeling good to you me. You get it, you get it, you get it, you get it, you get it good, right? But if you don't got it, you don't get it, you don't got it. Okay, continue. Speaking what were you saying? Oh, games that might be too realistic. I did buy Arma 3, and I think I hate it. It's so realistic. I it, literally, like, okay, I started the first mission. Yeah. I walked up to my sergeant, I shot him in the face, just because that's what you do, and I <laughs> right. failed. That's understandable. So then it's like, take this truck to this base. Yeah. I went off the path of the road and I failed. And it's like oh, this huge. They open stopped world. doing that after that mission. Do they? Though. Okay, because yeah. I was always kind of like. Because uh, the reason that you can't go off the path is because something it something happens. There's a scripted event that happens down, oh. so you have to be on it. But yeah, okay, because I was always kind of like, man, I don't. This game looks gorgeous. I love how big the maps are, but I was like, if I can't veer off the path, why do I? Oh care? no, yeah, you can do whatever you want after that. Like once right. you're once you're out, like once they give you your, like real first mission, you can do it world, anyway. It, yeah, it's it? that entire island. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, yeah, I just wander around. Fucking, I just start shooting people. I don't really pay really? much attention. I haven't done any of the missions. Really, I mean, I did three of them, but then I was like, oh, I'm just gonna start shooting everyone. I just I have Wolfenstein and Watch Dogs tonight, so it's like I don't know how much I'm gonna play Arma Three. Right. But I was curious. Yeah. I don't know if I should have gotten it for sixty dollars out of curiosity, but or fifty. Oh yeah, I bought it on sale for thirty. So yeah, it was fifty, and uh, I was. No, eh, you might as well. I mean, it's a good game. Yeah, I'll eventually get around. It's got to a lot it. of content. I'll eventually get around to it, and then. Uh, I I bought um. On a whim. Oh, actually, right now, I don't know. I mean, people if they listen to it tonight, I don't think it'll be do- doing this tomorrow. I think this was just this weekend. GameStop put all their digital download PC games on sale for like 70% off. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well. Hello? Hey, what's up, man? Oh, well, hello there. How are you? I'm good. When do I have to dial one? Um, It's I, Skype. I don't know. It's a Skype thing, man. Ask I, Google. You're going to have to ask. But I didn't have to. Oh, you meant like 1513. Yeah. I thought oh, I was you thought like an extension? It would be like. Welcome to teleconference. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, America. No. Dial one to get in. No, you just have to dial dial one five one three. How are you? Uh, okay, I'm good, man. I'm really good. Uh, I have an iPhone, so which is so things are going pretty well for me. So I could actually just uh, touch the the number and I just called it. iPhones are a thing of the future. You're a lucky man. 
And I, I guess that I was going to ask how the band's doing, but we know because you have an iPhone. Yeah. Look at you. You, yeah, you know it. what? It's sometimes you kind of forget how great it is, but I seriously have a, a miracle pocket computer space <laughs> phone in my... I literally have all of the knowledge that mankind has ever amassed at my fingertips. You know, it's funny because like, it sounds like we're being goofy when you say that, and if you would have told me that 20 years ago, you're right. Yeah, like, absolutely you, not. You have Wikipedia. So my fucking dad's dial-up connection, <laughs> that shit wasn't even 56K growing up. <laughs> uh, I remember 56K. Uh, I used to play Justin in Command and Conquer. Oh, God. And like, to get across the map, it would take me at least about 20 minutes mm -hmm. to, to instantly die. Or if we were playing Ultima Online, and you would be like... Yeah. So, um, take you four hours. To get this in. is Dan Campbell, everybody. So, uh, he's here. We just talked to Joey from Lagwagon and now we're talking to you. Great. And I'm glad to be a, a part of that lineup. Well, we do. It's a good mm -hmm. one. And, uh, next week we have John K. Sampson and Bob Nana, like I said. So we've got some stacked, some stacked people. And I yeah, know that you're John that's K. Sampson. Killer. I literally spent all day today listening to the weaker then. It was just a weaker then. There's no reason good, you shouldn't ever do that's that. It's a good idea. <laughs> um, what what we've been doing last week and this week is what we've uh, and I think you tie into this perfectly actually, which is why I wanted to have you on, is that we kind of talked about through mixtapes, you know, like it's weird that I've become a person that people tell me that I inspired them, and there's a younger generation that listens to bands like us, and you know your your band, The Wonder Years, who obviously are way more popular than us, or Newfound Glory, and they don't really know about the bands that we listened to growing up, and we've been doing last week and this week talking about bands to get younger kids to check out and it's been going well like last week we literally got a bunch of tweets of people like you know i'd never heard lagwag and i listened to them they're one of my favorite bands now i can't stop listening to them like the weaker than same thing and uh stuff like that and so i figured you'd be perfect because i know you and i have a lot of similar taste and you're a little bit older and there's probably a lot of kids that listen to the wonder years that have never heard your favorite bands Clarify by a little bit older. You don't mean older than you, though, right? Because I'm definitely not older. No, you're not older than me. But don't make me feel like a piece what of is shit. This, what is this ageist bullshit that yeah, you're pulling out here? <laughs> you know, all we ever no, hear I from mean, people is how I'm you're saying... the nicest guy in music, and then now you're coming on here calling him old, and I'm older than him, and now I'm feeling like a piece of shit now, too. Justin's basically. I'm just gonna... trying to clarify because I'm I'm old. Like I'm not saying I'm not old. My fucking knees hurt. You're balding. Oh, you're balding man. a little bit. What's up? You're balding a little bit. I'm certainly balding a little bit. I'm an old <laughs> fucking man. But I just wanted to clarify that I feel like regular listeners of your show would know your age. And uh, I'm a couple years younger, I'm, and I want to preserve those I'm 31. Years. Justin's 33. 34. And Dan, you're what, 27, 28? 28. I'm 28 years old. 28 years old. Now, what what would the Dan now say to the Dan that started the Wonder Years? Uh... You know, I don't know. I definitely would tell me to cut my fucking hair. Okay. Or if I was going to have long hair, get it cut to look cool. It was just a mop on my fucking head. Fair enough. Uh, maybe buy some sneakers that don't look like I'm wearing clown shoes. I would probably go with that. I looked ridiculous. That's really kind of what I'm honing in on is I looked like a fool. I used to, uh, I found a bunch of YouTube videos of you guys playing like a house show for when your first album came out. And I used to just okay. send them to Nick like every night at 3 a.m. on Facebook. Which, oh, what an embarrassing moment in my life that probably was if I'll, I look back on it. But I'll, then again, you know. I'll start sending you too. It's all about the things that get you here, right? It is. And you guys are doing awesome. It's uh, it's pretty crazy because 
safely to say, like, not that you're going to toot your own horn, but I'll toot it. The fact is, uh, as far as punk music and pop punk goes, you've you've become kind of like the voice of a generation here. Oh, that sounds so douchey. Don't say that. Oh, but it's true. But it is true, <laughs> and it does. But, I mean, let's be real here. I, I was on Warp Tour with you. You... People look up to you like yeah. crazy. If, if Tumblr is any indication, yeah. you are apparently king of Tumblr. You you are. But here's my question. Um, does part of you love it and part of you hate it, I guess? Yeah, I mean, parts of uh, It's just like anybody else. I don't think that, or I think that very rarely, and I'm going to use fame as a really relative term here because obviously fame is super relative. People are famous in their hometown. People are famous in their cities. People are famous worldwide. And right. there is a serious, I mean, the there's a famous pizza shop in my town and I'm a different kind of famous than that and then there is people that are really actually fucking famous like Ryan Jay-Z. Gosling are famous in a much different way than I am so when I say fame I want you just to know up front that it's not that I feel famous well, we know you don't it's mean just, it in you know, way it's a relative <laughs> measure of notoriety and so I think that anyone that accomplishes some sort of relative measure of notoriety uh, save for a few people who really really love the attention it ebbs and it flows as to how much you like it. There are certain things that I love about it, and then there are certain things that I hate about it, and that's that's kind of how it is. I wasn't paying much attention, but uh, all I got <laughs> from that was um, that you you're as famous as Ryan Gosling. Yeah, that's pretty much. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that was, you really just honed in on the pieces right there. <laughs> pretty much about right. Um, well, I was gonna say though. I mean, I think it's awesome. Obviously, you've been a good friend of mine for a long time, and we were friends before like this spiral happened i guess of you guys just becoming like one of the most popular bands in the punk scene of this era i think maybe only ousted by a day to remember oh there's certainly a number of bands i mean <laughs> so we can talk about all time low or pierce the veil we toured with all three of those bands and those shows were enormous and we were so much smaller than those bands. yeah but i don't count pierce the veil because i know you're a really nice guy but those guys just look like assholes. Yeah, fuck them. So it's it's okay though, because you're the nice guy. So you, I know you're probably friends with them. But we have our. Podcast. Oh, those guys are great. Those guys Maybe are they great. Are. I've never met them. I had, what? A, <laughs> I had a blast. The only downside of them is that they're Chargers fans, and that's not a downside in the sense that I hate the Chargers. I just kind of steal for them because that division what's is not going to allow what's wrong them with the Chargers? to get I mean, the playoffs. Philip, Philip Rivers is an asshole. Yeah. I don't love Philip Rivers. I feel like he's a cult leader. I feel he like was, he's raising a cult. He's an asshole. I'm, st- I'm starting a rumor that he's a child molester. <laughs> <laughs> we start a lot of rumors on this podcast. Yeah. Actually, we do. Yeah. We're really good at that. And now that we have, uh, now that we, I love Keenan Allen though. Well, like Keenan, like from Keenan and Kel. <laughs> no, Keenan Allen. Keenan and Kel couldn't couldn't go up for those jump balls. But I'm you, talking about uh, last year's. Runner-up to Offensive Rookie of the Year, Keenan Allen. But you do like Good Burger, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> great. It's a great movie. And I love Orange Soda. <laughs> the good thing about this is that somehow our podcast has surpassed any expectations, and we have such a crazy amount of downloads, we don't know how. So when we start rumors, sometimes like they end up online, and it's kind of funny. But we... we I, I, that's a, a rumor that would ruin someone's life, though. I think we should peel back on the <laughs> child molestation rumor. Uh, I, don't, well, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to take that one too serious. Well, no, except that I, mean, I we guess. We can hope. Well, okay. We'll just start the rumor that he's a cult leader then. Cult yeah, leader, I feel fine with. Yeah. We, I mean, we start. What was our rumor about Toby Keith? 
And that wasn't a rumor. I think we just decided that he actually is racist <laughs> yeah, without did. any confirmation. <laughs> but um, I feel like there's a there's a certain serious speckle of truth in that. I definitely yeah. definitely agree with that 100. Yeah. percent He seems like a guy who would call someone a colored person. That's true. He would say, <laughs> but I think that but I think that he would think that he's not saying it offensively. Oh no, yeah, exactly. Like he would yeah. preface it by saying no offense. <laughs> yeah. Now I, he's a, he's the type of person that starts a sentence off with "I'm not racist," but yeah, which if you do oh, that, 100%. you're racist. If you do that, you're a racist. Oh yeah, he is. There's no doubt about it. But um, I guess back to music. Unless we can talk about Good Burger more, but uh, no, I think it's awesome, and I think your success is great because at least you know you're a real band and you're a real guy. And you're not a douchebag. I appreciate that. And, and uh, most, you know, it's rare. But to keep with the theme of what we've been talking about, um, I had some questions for you that people asked. But also, like, for Wonder Years fans listening, if you were talking to them and you were like, you know, okay, you like my band. Well, here's this album, though, you've probably never heard of. You should check it out. Like, can you give us one or two, like, for your fans and people listening to the show of albums or bands they might not know about that you feel are necessary? Whether they've never heard of. Well, I mean, difficult. it doesn't have to be the most well, obscure like, thing ever, but I just mean, like, outside of the realm of the normal stuff they might listen to. Uh, you could certainly talk about Little League. Um, there's a song called Calling Dr. Kramer that I feel is a, a great one to listen to, or Lucky, which we actually referenced in an early one to your song. Uh, Little League was a big thing for us. And also uh, Masquerade in the Key of Crime by the Strider, which listening back is like, some of those songs are terrible, but I still yeah. loved them. I remember the Strider. Um, they, they were kind of Saves the Day-ish, right? Yeah, actually, I think one of them played in Saves the Day eventually. Okay, um, that, that, that makes even more sense. Now, uh, there was a band from our area that didn't get as big as they should have because everyone just said it's botch worship, which it totally was. But they were really, really transcendent. They were so much more than a local band. They were called the Minor Times. And they did a couple of pretty big tours. And I think that they broke up, unfortunately, right before they got an offer for a Dillinger Escape Plan tour that I think would have broken the band. Oh, man. And it's, I mean, mind-numbingly heavy. Super, super, super heavy, but with really great lyrics. And uh, I think that, my personally, my favorite stuff from them lyrically was... Uh, an EP called Chris Chambers Never Misses, which is obviously a standby me reference. Right. Um, okay. They also have a fight called Making Enemies that's wonderful. Okay. Uh, really, really angry, violent stuff, but with really, really poetic lyrics. Um, and I think that as a front man, I learned a lot from him because we would play, my old band would play VFWs with them, and every band would do well and we'd get better and better throughout the night, and then they would blow everyone off the motherfucking stage. Right. Just, so much tighter, so much better, such better performers. And it was almost like how you hear Ian McKay talk about how when Minor Threat started, they had to level up their game to get on this, to be able to play shows with the Bad Brains. Right. It was kind of like that in the sense that we knew we had to get better and I had to become a better frontman and a better performer to even be on the same bills as that band. Right. That makes sense. Those are definitely good examples because I've never even heard of most of those bands. So I will check them out, but it's good um, that. I was going to say, I also know you're obviously the Weaker Thens. Huge Weaker Thens fan. I, I love the Weaker Thens. I think, I think all three of us can agree they're in our top five to ten favorite bands of all time. Oh, yeah, easily. 
Absolutely. I think Left and Leaving is in my top five favorite records. It may be number six if I was really going to get hard and rank them, but it's definitely up there. I think Reconstruction um, Site's my favorite, but Left and Leaving is so close. All their albums, I mean, they're yeah, not... It doesn't even matter If which you one. like the Weaker Thins, you like the Weaker Thins. I was really giving Reunion Tour a lot of spins the past it's week great. or so. I love that record. You just have to skip the song about the cat because it's the most depressing oh, so fucking sad. song ever. It's so sad. I can't do it. Do you, you know what I think uh, might actually be the saddest song on the record is... Uh, no, that's hard. Cause they're all so sad. But um, what is it? Him for a Medical Oddity. Oh, yeah. Crazy that's, sad. Yeah. Uh, and then the very end of Relative Surplus Value when he says, what I'm trying to say, I mean what I'm asking oh, yeah. is... I know we haven't talked in a while, but could you come get me? Yeah, I love that. Man, yeah, he... And, uh, and that song, Bigfoot, is very fucking sad on there. I don't know, what's with him, minimalist, man? Minimalist uh, musicianry around it. Just a really, really quiet, sad backing to this beautiful little melody. Yeah, um, but I also think that Analogy for Grump Worsley is... Uh, I love I don't that. know if I'm saying that, that right. But the... That was actually something that we tried to do very briefly on Greatest Generation was the hero worship and the way that an athlete can affect a nation or a city in a really deep, really meaningful way, really through only their play on the field and and what they're willing to give for the team and for the city. And so uh, we we made reference to uh, one of my childhood heroes was uh, Eagles defensive end Jerome Brown, who passed away tragically before the 92 season. And it kind of carries a similar vibe to that. Right. I, I think for anybody listening, if they like mixtapes or Wonder Years or just good music, I mean, definitely. The Weaker Thans are a band if you haven't listened to. If you like storytelling and like music that's better than everything, mm-hmm. just go get any Weaker Thans album. I think you can start anywhere with them. And I don't think it matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter because they have such it's a just, defined sound. Like, that, yeah. Truly. And yeah. if you like the movie Wedding Crashers, you'll recognize the song aside from the ending credits. I forgot oh, yeah, about that. That's true. Right. That's I mean, so weird. That is very weird and random. And yeah. uh, you know what another one might be that people uh, that listen to my band may not listen to? Is, I mean, despite the fact that they are a bigger band than we, at one point in their career, probably than we'll ever be, is a band called Rilo Kiley. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I love Rilo Kiley. I actually got into them late, before, right between, right? I was listening to Takeoffs and Landings, but only like the week before More Adventurous came out, which was really lucky for me. Actually, the same thing happened with um, The Hold Steady and Boys and Girls in America came out like a week after I started listening to the band. Right. <laughs> um, so you get a new album right away. Yeah. Can we but, talk about um, both of you guys? Have you listened to it? How good the new Hold Steady is? Oh, it's so good. I'm in love. I think, I'm it's, the best, I think it's the best since Boys and Girls. Yeah, I think so. I really do. I agree. I think that there are particular tracks on Heaven Is Whatever and on Stay Positive Agreed. that I love to a really uh, high degree. But I think as a whole album, I really, really like this one. I oh, think yeah. Stay Positive, which for people listening who don't know, we're talking about The Hold Steady, who's another band that everyone should listen to. That's one of my biggest influences ever. I mm-hmm. rip them off all the time in mixtape songs. But... uh the Hold Steady, I think Stay Positive has three or four of my favorite Hold Steady songs ever on it. But I don't well, I think, think Constructive Summer might be the best Hold Steady song ever that written. That song is amazing. And, uh, there's, never, uh, there's never been a more joyful, jubilant piece of music no, from that No, Constructive band. Summer is maybe one of the best intros to any album ever. Um, 100%. We were talking about also, I think, one of the best one-two punches earlier in this episode is Commit This to Memory, Motion City. I mean, if you want to talk about opening an album properly. Oh, yeah. Man, those two mm-hmm. tracks. But 
with the Hold Steady, I think Stay Positive has some of their best songs ever on it. But I think it's really like their third or fourth best album. Yeah, I think so. Overall. Because there's a few songs on it I'm just kind of, I don't love. Um, I agree. You know what? Allison's favorite is Separation Sunday, which is such a strange thing I, for someone that uh, isn't a really deep Hold Steady fan to love Separation Sunday to that degree. I think Separation Sunday is a better overall album than Stay Positive. But I think Stay Positive has songs that slay Separation Sunday. Yeah. So I don't know. That new one, though. I'm with you. Man, front to back, that new one, Teeth Dreams. That's great. The guitar work on it, uh, Craig sings a little bit more, but he still has his patented, I don't know. It's That band found some weird niche that just nobody else no is one fill. else yeah. can ever felt. Or ever will or mm-hmm. ever has. No, because it's too, <laughs> it's too unique of a sound. Like, yeah. They don't. Just, I always hear people like, well, the whole study just sounds like this or that. I'm like, no, they don't. No, they, sound, they don't. No, they like... fit into a, a category of, of singers and songwriters that are, I mean, I can loosely call Americana or like new Americana, right. Right. but that, uh, that don't really sound alike, but you could feel good about putting them together. Yeah. And I think that can stretch anywhere from Lucero to the Mountain Goats to Frank Turner to the whole, or, yeah, to the whole study to... I think the Get Up Kids can fit in that category. I think that the Loved Ones can fit in that category. I think Gaslight Anthem, and I think even the Menzingers on their new stuff can fit into that well. I, that I agree. It's funny, because I, I, I told Justin a few weeks ago, when I described the whole study, the best thing I've ever come up with is I said, you know, they sound like to me a mix between Bruce Springsteen, Elvis Costello, and the Counting Crows, but even then, that still doesn't really describe what they sound like. No, not at all. No, definitely so, not. Definitely like... not. There's there's nothing that, that can really aptly describe them. And actually, I saw them live before I knew what they were. And if you haven't heard the band and are presented with their live show pre-Boys and Girls in America, while you're waiting for the last Get Up Kids show on the East Coast, or what, what it's supposed to be, right. they actually started really cool. And then about 45 minutes in, I was like, okay, shut up. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know any of the songs. I could see them and live. It was, so, ab- the songs. it was so abrasive before... Boys and Girls in America, and before Franz was in there singing as well, who obviously isn't with them anymore. Right. But, you know, Craig didn't really sing much at all. And no, uh, no, no, if didn't. you're unfamiliar, it was a difficult thing to swallow up front, which is, again, oh, yeah. why I think it's so interesting that my girlfriend loves Separation Sunday the most. It's a raw album. Um, here's a, maybe an unpopular opinion. Do you guys both agree with me? I think every Get Up Kids album is good. No, I agree. I like yeah, most people uh, don't. Absolutely. Um, I'm yes. actually doing a math podcast later on in the week, Mots, Maths, uh, and I actually never really given enough of a listen to their rules. Matt, Matt Pryor's? So I guess I'm going to find out how I feel about that record. Matt Pryor's podcast, is that what you're talking about later in the week? Yep. Yeah, That'll nothing to write home about. I'm doing that because actually, I think, tomorrow night. On a Wire was amazing, and for some reason people didn't like it. It was too much of a departure. It was, me. but it was fucking good. But it's great, yeah. You know what? Like, it wasn't that much of a departure. I think it was the song I... choice to open with. If they had given you Hannah Hold On as the first single, I think everyone would have felt a lot differently about that record. I mean, oh, yeah, I agree but with that. It but... was a departure but opening from... with Overdue was a really interesting decision, and I love the song, but, you know, or could, could you have started with High as the Moon? You know, that's right. another conceivable one. I think it's almost yeah. like uh, Heaven is Whenever, like Hold Steady. Like, that was a weird way to start that record, but it has worked. It was still them. Well, totally. I, mean... I don't mean necessarily as far as the track order. I mean as far as when people heard... The, the first single for release for that record, I believe, was Overdue, which yeah. I love, but really is not what people wanted from the Get Up Kids, I don't think. Well, I think that that album itself, like, when you go from something to write home about to On a Wire, it is a lot 
I mean, you it's listen, different. it's really it's different. different. Like, it's it's definitely like them trying to branch out musically instead of writing the more straightforward, like, pop songs or, like, the ballads that they did on Something Right Home About. But I think Gone Wire has a bunch of, like, really weird songs that you wouldn't think of a Get Up Kids. Because then when you listen to Guilt Show, they went back to what Something Right Home About they was, did. like, and Four Minute Mile. they did it so like, well. Yeah. And it worked. I yeah. don't know. They're one of the few bands... I feel like Guilt Show was like usually the bands like we're gonna go back to what our old stuff was and they fail. Yeah. But Guilt Show is great. Oh, it is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly more of a rock album without a uh, yeah. doubt. But then again, like you think of a, you know people can write off on a wire to a degree, but Campfire Kansas might be a top ten most popular Get Up Kids song ever. Campfire oh yeah, Kansas it's a great. It's a perfectly written yeah. pop song. It's it's a fantastic song. There's, and it's funny because. Uh, I think what's super underrated, and I think almost just as good as any Get Up Kids album, was the Blackpool Lights album that he did. Oh yeah, was that album was incredible. Badass, yeah. Did you like? I that mean, album? and I love New Ams. I mean, I think that yeah. Paracha De Vida, Worse for the Wear, some of my favorite records that he's ever written. I think they rank above certain Get Up Kids records for me. I, oh yeah, I agree. Actually, I think I think Worse for the Wear is like one of the best, best written like singer songwriter albums I've ever heard. Yeah. When he hits the bridge uh, in that first track and hits that goddamn these idle hands part, yeah, fucking pure glory. Oh yeah, I. It sucks because I think the Get Up Kids. The only thing that I think sucks is that uh, because of the departure on a wire, I think that they were poised to be such a bigger band. Yeah, and I think Matt Pryor deserves to be so much more popular than he is. And that's the only thing that I think kind of sucks. Like, he definitely does well for himself. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, but, it seems like he has a really nice life that he's very happy with, with his children and his wife and his home. And so I agree. I'm and not. But, I, you know. I would say the same you never thing. Know. I mean, The Promise Ring is one of my favorite bands. I like them more than The Get Up Kids, but I think they're yeah. similar. And it's funny because I feel like same exact situation. This very emergency was poised to take them to this level and then all they had to do was make that next record, and then they made Woodwater, and it's almost the same. Well, as... the problem also is that he they took like three years off because he had brain surgery, yeah. and, and like... he can't help that obviously. Yeah. But I feel like if now they... you know what uh, is an interesting commentary on Woodwater that I've heard a couple people make. I think uh, Mike Kennedy, the drummer of the Wonder Years, has said this: every song on that record feels like the last song on a record. It, it all does. feels like yeah. it's the. I yeah. agree with that. I like Woodwater. A lot of people don't. I think it's good. I don't. It's not as good as On a Wire. If we're comparing by no. any means at all, well, I mean nothing. I, I can't even compare the bands. So I like the Promise Ring, but I just, I mean, I, I love the Get Up Kids. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I'm more of a Promise Ring. I'm fan. more of a Promise Ring too, but I, I mean, because mostly to me, because when you put, um, if you put Nothing Feels Good and Very Emergency up against almost any other pop albums, they're gonna come out on top for me anyway. Oh, personally. Same. I mean. Just because they're so straightforward and they're so good and there's so many good hooks and the lyrics are interesting and I mean I don't know that was the era to me when people were using the word emo and it was just a joke like yeah. people were like oh very emergency it's like it's just a pop record like yeah, what does emo there's no mean emo what does that about... mean I don't even know like it's not like it's a fucking mineral record or no. like <laughs> well, not at all but yeah but at the same time are you really gonna be able to compare a Justin Timberlake record to uh, you know, Very Emergency. I mean, they're, they're different ends of the spectrum. No, they're the same. You know what? They, Actually, they, they, yeah, I'll, I'll be so bold <laughs> as to compare those two. And I like Justin Timberlake a lot, but I still think both, that both uh, moments of pure genius. Don't yeah. get me wrong. <laughs> I think it's okay. They they sound nothing alike, but it is pop songwriting. 
So structure-wise. Structure-wise. It's structurally well, it's, pop, yeah. Pop rock well, versus... really interesting things pop. going on. I mean, in Jersey Shore, just isn't like an extra beat in like the bridge of Jersey Shore like cuts to a different signature maybe? Yeah. yeah I haven't looked in a long time, but I have a vague memory they of that. They do that. It's very super It's when chunk. that part, when they start, when he starts whistling at that one part. It was a super yeah. chunky type thing. Super yeah. Chunk did a lot of weird stuff where it'd be... Still do. A, oh, still do, yeah. <laughs> a pop song, and they just put some weird time signature, but... uh yeah, we, I think we just nerded out on music crazy, and I think a lot of people listening are confused, but hopefully they're going to listen to everything we're talking about. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but we just completely nerded out. But I think uh, that was the main point, is I just want to get your perspective on some music uh, that you like that Wonder Years fans might not be familiar with. And I think yeah. you did a well, good job. Well, I think we, get, we got a couple of cool ones in there, absolutely. Absolutely, we did. And, did uh, you say you had uh, like fan questions for me as well? Oh, uh, I did get a question couple questions for you um i'll just read one or two sure for time but i did i think we did on tumblr also get oh yeah, actually we might have on tumblr too so oh yeah there out. was one that somebody wrote in uh hold on one second it's uh this guy wrote and he, he wrote so poorly i think he meant to say ask ask soupy if the carpet matches the drapes but he wrote ask soupy if the carpet matches the drops Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is we just did a – so on the one year last tour, we did a, a VIP thing. And the VIP thing included – you got in the show early. You got a signed screen print. You got a laminate. Uh, we did a whole other set acoustic for them. And then we did a question and answer panel. And the one question the entire time where I was like, come on, man, fuck you, was <laughs> does the carpet match the drapes? I'm like, the people that that are here – to you know, to get real information from us, and I don't know. I hope it's the same. And also, the drapes are fucking brown. Like, I guess my beard's kind of red, but like my hair is just light brown. Uh, we went from discussing serious '90s emo pop to pubic hair. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I just, I just, it's such a, I get like a typecast as though I have ask like bright red fucking hair. Questions. I, there's tints of red in my beard. I don't know what you want. Well, I don't, I've like, seen your do you hair. think it's the same guy? Do you think this guy got on Tumblr oh, to ask this the same like, question? Yeah, what just... if he's like kind of obsessed? <laughs> oh, no, man. I'm going to answer the question then. I'll answer it now. I'm, I have regular color pubic hair. I've seen same your pubic, pubic hair. hair verify that. 5% of the population. I have touched your pubic hair. <laughs> I hope that the guy doesn't find that satisfactory, but he doesn't ever say I don't find that a satisfactory <laughs> answer. He just keeps asking the question over and over. Yeah. <laughs> All he's right. paying to come to the VIP session. Like, seriously, man. I want to know. He's talking about my room. He's like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm an interior decorator. I got to know. Can I give your address out on here? Is that a bad idea? <laughs> yeah, that would be horrible. Okay. Also, right. I don't think you know it. Oh, I do. Okay. But anyways, next question. I don't even, this is a fucking stupid question too. So there's actually a good question after this. Dear Soupy, why didn't you call your solo project My Life as Spicy? Okay, uh, so for people unaware, the etymology of spicy uh, is that is this another dick we were on thing? Towards, is this, is this a that? dick? Is this a dick thing? Is this another dick thing? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, we were on tour with Yellow Card, and Yellow Card, and the tour was great. A lot of our fans came out, and a lot of their fans came out, and they're different kinds of people, and their fans are a little older, and we're pretty, you know, drinking pretty heavily, and 
uh, our sound guy, Josh Kirby, was, you know, at the mixing board and right in front of the mixing board were two girls discussing our set as we finished. And one of them said, "What? who is the singer? And the other one said, I think his name is Spicy. <laughs> and so it became so it a joke a with our band. We started calling her, everyone started calling me Spicy to kind of, just funny, it was funny to us. Um, <laughs> that is funny. I didn't call my record or my, my solo project My Life as Spicy. Because that would be stupid. Because uh, for those unfamiliar, uh, and actually the song, the first song going on tomorrow, I announced I'm doing a project called Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties. Uh, and the premise of Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties is that actually, due to influence from such acts as the Weaker Thans or the Mountain Goats, I wanted to stretch what I could do lyrically, and I wanted to do a really serious character study uh, through a record. It's a and concept. So album, I right? created a character. His name is Aaron West, and. I researched and I, I spent a lot of time doing free writes and, and drafts and mocks of this to understand what kind of a person I was creating. And then I wrote a record from that perspective. And so calling the product My Life as Spicy would be incredibly counterintuitive to that end goal. <laughs> I really love that you answered that question seriously. I give every question the time I feel that it deserves. That's the problem. That's your problem. That's... No, that kidding, could be my problem. I was going to ask you to at least promote your solo thing, and you just did, so that's good. So, where's the well, song going up tomorrow? I'm sorry? The song goes up tomorrow where? on Fuse. On uh, Fuse. I actually did a really long interview with a correspondent from Fuse. Is his and name so Thomas? The first long-form interview uh, about the project is going up on uh, Fuse.tv, along with a lyric video for a song called You Ain't No Saint, which it's, it's hard to say it's a single because it's not – First of all, because it's not 1994, and we're not pressing to single to sell right. the wall. I, I hate the word too. Um, I'm glad I agree with you. Saying single, I feel douchey. Like, yeah, here's a single. Even, even more than that, we're talking about a concept record where every piece, every song is a piece of a puzzle to complete a story. Right. So, uh, we picked this song not because we think it's the best song, or because we think that it stands alone the best, or it's going to sell, move the most units, or some bullshit. Right. We picked it because. It's got quiet parts, it's got loud parts, uh, it's got the horns, but not the whole song, and it's got the banjo, but not the whole song, and I find that it has pieces of everything that's on the record, and it's kind of uh, a good starting point. Okay, fair enough. Not the best starting point, mind you. The best starting point, from a lyrical standpoint, would be song one, because it is a story. Right. Well, I'm excited to hear that. If you would send it to me, so I can be special. I told Hopeless to send it to you. Yeah, fuck Hopeless. <laughs> it is Memorial Day. It is Memorial Day weekend, so they are not working. True. This question is for all three of us. It's more of an opinion. Uh, it says, hey guys, huge fan of the podcast. Great guests this week. Huge fans of everyone. I was wondering how you guys feel about ro royalties on songs. Do you feel that if someone plays your song, you should receive compensation? Or is this practice a thing of the past? Thanks, guys. Jeremy from upstate New York. So we're talking about people I, covering your music? I don't really know because he didn't really explain, Jeremy. Um, what I kind of think he's saying is if someone's doing a live performance of your song, or maybe he means if someone's playing your song on the radio, should you receive a royalty I, I, I would have two um, different answers depending on which thing you're talking about. Yeah. I think I have a similar answer to both, and both of them are if you are doing something for profit, and that something is playing a piece of art that I have written, then I do deserve a piece of that profit. I agree. Um, for the similar standpoint that people will bootleg Wonder Years merch a lot, and they'll be like, yeah, I mean, I'm 
selling this thing that I made. I made it so I get the money from it. I'm like, well, people aren't buying it necessarily because you made it. People are buying it because it's got our band name on it. So right. don't you feel that in some ways we're entitled to that? I guess um, that also covers in comedy, I was going to say, is I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and Justin does stand-up, and I've noticed a new trend of like comedians stealing bits. Mm. Didn't uh, Mencia kind of got outed for that, didn't he, and kind of ruined his career? Yeah, but I mean, it's not... It's not a new thing. That happens no, all the fucking definitely. time, you know, like, um, but the problem with that is like, yeah, the, the thing is, if you're like, if you're a famous comedian, you shouldn't be stealing people's bits. Carlos Mencia is just an idiot because he was stealing from other famous people. Right. Like he stole an entire Bill Cosby yeah, he did. thing and he did. did it. And it's like. You do realize, like, people still listen to Bill Cosby albums. This isn't because it's He's from the, the 70s that they just stopped. Like, you know, someone's going to figure out that you literally almost word for word lifted a thing and put it on a CD of your he own. Did. But, yeah, I mean, it did kind of ruin his career. He's actually going to be at the Funny Bone here next week. That's a which small is, place. Yeah, and he used to be in arenas and stuff. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think in comedy it's easier to get a hold of, like, somebody who's stealing your shit and be like, hey, knock it off, and then they do. I think in music, it's a little bit more different because, like, what he was saying, like, what you're saying about, like, the T-shirts and stuff like that, that's, like, it's harder to get the people who are doing that to stop because it it, you can't control the entire country, you know? It's that's like very true. Truly. And things when you talk about stealing a comedy bit, I think in that same regard, people can take pieces of songs or and also it happens by accident a lot too you're listening to something it's in your subconscious maybe you're going to write a course that sounds similar you know and those kinds of things i find to be a little bit more forgivable you know because it happens to everybody it's just there are only so many notes in the scale but i think more what jared's asking is if i sit down with my guitar and i play a mixtape song on youtube do you deserve a royalty for that and i feel like he shouldn't have to be paying out of his pocket you know if there's no money coming in, then yeah, he can cover the shit out of that song. But if he monetizes that YouTube channel and he is seeing a certain percentage of ad revenue based on the fact that there are ads on that YouTube video and people are watching him do that cover, then you absolutely deserve some of that. People are going there to hear a song that you wrote. I agree. So will you do me a favor? Will you sit down tonight and uh, cover a song I wrote and put it on YouTube so we can get a couple thousand views and I can get a couple bucks? Well, yeah, we split that up. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll think about that. Yeah, I think that's it. Did you know, uh, we talked about this, that there are people, there's a guy named Brad, and uh, what Brad does is he plays video games all day and all night, and he does walkthroughs, and he's kind of funny, and he comments on them, and he just puts them on YouTube, and he gets millions of hits on every video, and he made $10 million last year playing video games on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, fucking like next time when's probably watching that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I mean. Like, like he, he does that kind of thing. So does Bologna, our merch guy. So yeah. I understand there are people that, that are thirsty for that content. And last question, but not least, is uh, from Landon DeFever, who has a question for all four of us, except that Joey is already gone. So I guess we're going to make up an answer for Joey Cave. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah for, answer by proxy. For the rest of us, I have a question for all four of you guys. What is everybody's favorite record so far of 2014? Thanks, Landon. Okay, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, who wants to start? Does anybody know? I have to think about it for a second. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, probably Lawrence Arms, Metropole. It's a, good, it's a good one. It's a good record. Uh, that, I mean, I like that new Banner Pilot a lot, too. Yeah, but that's really Not good. as much as that Lawrence Arms. What about you, Soups? 
Uh, I mean, I'm head over heels for fireworks so common in life. Um, not just because I consider them some of my best friends, but because I think they wrote a fantastic record. Right. Uh, and I think that... Let me think, what else? What else do I really love this year? Well, Joey Cage's favorite album of this year is definitely Robin Thicke. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Did we're that come out this year? I don't know. I'm just making <laughs> something up. It actually wouldn't surprise me, because I've seen times where they release the single and like don't release the album for like nine that happens on major oh, are you, weird stuff. You, uh, basically talking about what U2 does every time they release That's an album. That's true. That's true, U2. U2, I think, will release a single for an album that doesn't even, like, isn't even written yet. They, they release a single in <laughs> January for an album that is not coming out until next year, I think. So I guess when you're U2, you do that. You yeah, do you, that. I mean, you're spending $20 million on an album. You can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah, we're being stupid. I think Pete Dreams also. I'm not, I wasn't even thinking Pete Dreams from the whole study. Oh, yeah. That's oh, true. yeah. That actually probably is my favorite record <laughs> yeah. of the year, to be honest with you. That and uh, I don't remember the name of it, but the old 97s put out a new record, and I bought it a few weeks ago, and it's really good. Oh, yeah. I can't remember it either, um, but it, it is a really good album. record. Uh, the whole study probably is my favorite record of the year. And... Um, I will get shit for this, but I kind of like the Kid Ink record. It's not bad. It's not a bad record. I wish he would change his name. Hip hop, yeah. Kid Ink is a terrible name. Um, I think we can agree that the worst thing to ever exist is Young Thug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan, have you heard Young Thug yet? No, I managed to make my way away from that. You you need to hear Young. Yeah, Thug. you gotta look it up. <laughs> yeah. But uh. Did the uh, There's a remix version of the Marshall Mathers LP two that came out, no, so that's stop. my favorite album. No, stop. <laughs> Did you like the new Eminem, Dan? Because we think it sucks, and people hate it on us for not liking it. I think it's terrible. I gotta be honest with you. I haven't heard an Eminem song that wasn't a single <laughs> since. <sighs> Damn, what was that record? The first record. What was the first record called? Marshall Slim, Shady? Slim Shady LP. Yeah. Yeah, whatever that one was uh, that had like the "Hi My Name Is" track on it. Yeah. I bought it, uh, but I bought it at Kmart, so it was edited. Oh. And uh, that was the only M.M. record I've ever owned. That's fair enough. Well, the new one's a piece of trash, so... Uh, yeah, it's horrible. Don't trick yourself into it. There's three albums. I meant to have a segment last week we didn't have time called Hip Hop Albums That People Are Wrong About, and it was that uh, that new Kanye album, which I think was also a piece of garbage. And I just, I, I also really did not like that record, but I understand what he was trying to do. I do too, it's but just, I think what he was trying to do sucks. Like, it's just, you know, I mean, for, for some, there are a very specific set of reasons that I listened to a Kanye West record, Kanye West record and uh, that didn't provide me with a uh, furthering of any of those reasons. He just tried to make this noisy political record, but the problem was he had nothing to say. Yeah. Like, the Black Skinhead song was called that, but the lyrics didn't say anything. No. Like, he didn't have a message. Th- this is the problem with, was like, with him and the way he goes about things is that he... He sits around and he says all this stuff about what what he thinks and what he believes in that like, you know, about people being mistreated and all the, these kind of things like that and how you know the wealthy people should provide for poor people and stuff. And he says these things right. while also flying to Europe with Kim Kardashian so they can get married twice in two different countries because that's what they wanted to do. Um and. Remember what he bought her for her birthday? Six, oh, six Burger Kings. Yeah, six Burger King Europe. franchises. So that's did you good. know that, Subi? I did hear that, but man, the marketing was cool for that record, though. They did the it was. Uh, 
the side of the building on the awesome. street corners. I wish it was not wasted on a bad record. Yeah, I wish I, it wasn't yeah. wasted on him and his fucking ego. That's yeah. the biggest problem. He should have done that. He should have done that for Dark Twisted Fantasy, dude. That record is fucking awesome. I like two or three songs on that album. I'm weird. I really love Graduation. That's the Kanye yeah. album that did it for oh, me. I love Graduation, too. I love Graduation. I, love but, I mean, for me, I'm listening to Kanye, Kanye for production, and I think that uh, yes, absolutely. The Fantasy was incredibly well he, done production-wise. He's a um, great beat maker who can sometimes be a good rapper. I love the ego, though. I, I'm, <laughs> I'll take that all day. I used to, and I think it got to a point where it became less funny to me. It was almost like the P. Diddy thing. P. Diddy got so over the top that I started to think he was hilarious. Yeah. And Kanye started Oh, to get yeah, there. Making of the Band. That The Chappelle it, skit it was about amazing. Making of the Band is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. The P- I'm going to shut the studio down. <laughs> the P. Diddy making the band the real show could have been its own parody show. He's so yeah. over the oh, top yeah. that I love it. <laughs> The who are the five best rappers in the world? Dylon, 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 and Dylon. She was like, it's hot fire. <laughs> yeah. I lost it. I, I cried laughing. Oh my god! But he, the problem was I'm gonna go watch that right now. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. <laughs> the problem with Kanye West's ego, though, is that he falls in the same camp as like somebody like LeBron James, where it's like you're a sore winner. Like yeah, you've already want you already have everything that anybody could ask for, and that's not good enough because you need more validation than what you know that offers you. When in actuality, if anybody was in your position, they should be fucking thankful that they had that, as opposed to constantly acting like you're the victim of like you know some weird vast conspiracy against your artwork. Like I don't know, it just yeah. I th- I think Kanye West is one of those people that, and I don't know this because I don't know him. I'm not Kanye West, but I feel like he is one of those people in his head. Like he came from you know where he came from. He worked hard. He he got really good at crafting beats, which he is good at, and he just feels like he deserves to be where he is so much that it's almost like every second of him being on stage or on TV is him going like, "Yeah, I'm here. Like this is where yeah, I am. I, I deserve, deserve this. this. This is my." And it's like, yeah. all right, dude. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Fine. You I could don't... also be like, well, people did put me here, so <laughs> yeah, I should probably like... be a little nicer about it. <laughs> but Fair Hey, boys, uh, I'm like 20 minutes late to watching wrestling now, so I got to jack. <laughs> All right. Can you just say that one more time? I'm like 20 minutes late to watching wrestling. <laughs> I got to watch pro wrestling. Uh, who do you thing. want to win tonight? Uh, I don't even know who's wrestling. They don't advertise who's wrestling, but uh, in, in any and all occasion, I want the Shield to win. Uh, okay. Big ups to Seth Rollins. Fair enough. We actually need to wrap up and finish video game talk anyway, so thank you for calling in. Uh, we'll have you back soon. We'll talk more music. All right, perfect. Talk to you soon, guys. All right, have a good day. Bye. See you, buddy. What is with a grown man watching wrestling? Oh, no, it's like a huge thing again. Our merch guy is uh, our age, Danny, and he, he loves it, like, he has a WWE network. We'll be at a hotel on tour, and he'll be like, "Oh, the new Raw's on." I'm like, "What are you doing?" I don't know. Like, I don't get it. I but, don't get it you know, at all. If that's what they like, I don't get it at all. This is a long episode. This has yeah, been a good episode. This is an informative episode. Um, People, you didn't finish your top ten list. You left it number three at Bigwig, and then you didn't. Go. It's a top five, my I mean, dude. top five. Yeah, dude, it's a top five. I know. Sorry. So don't sit here and come at me like it's a top ten when it's a top five. I got this cigar right here. Who is who is this? My name's Jimmy 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 Champ. <laughs> Jimmy Champ? Yeah. Is that your rap name? Yeah. Okay. You want me to spit a freestyle? Yeah, please. 
I'm Jimmy Champ, I got a cigar in my mouth. I run around like I'm a little mouse. I shoot off AKs, I shoot off nines. I read the New York Times, I got dimes. That's broads, ooh, ooh, ah. I got a bathtub filled with menage. Menage a trois, that's a threesome for ya. I got a dick and you can put it in my bars. You, okay, uh, can I ask you about that? Freestyle? Yeah, man, that's what's um, up. What's what, up with it? what does it mean you have a dick and I can put it in your balls? What does that mean? In my vase. In your vase? My vase. Like a flower? Like I can put your dick in a vase like a flower? Yeah, like a vase. Oh, that's cool, man. Why? Did you not like it? No, it was really good. I'm glad to see Johnny Champ. What was it? Jimmy Champ? Jimmy Champ. Uh, you'll have to make that album, too, with James, just so he gets really annoyed. Oh, man, he'll hate it. <laughs> anyway, you want to tell us the other two? Yeah. We're in suspense. Jimmy Champ right here about to do that for you. What to do, what to do. Baby boo, baby boo. Color blue, color me, color you. Oh my God. I'm a street poet. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Um, yeah, Big Wig was number three. Um, oh my gosh, I completely lost my train of thought here. I want you to know this is like a three hour long episode. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number two, actually, was uh, The Vandals, Hitler Bad Vandals Good. Oh, what, that is just the fucking best. That younger people, if you're listening, not even younger, so you haven't heard it, different kind of music, listen to The Vandals, Hitler Bad Vandals it's Good. It's the fucking greatest album. I guess for lack of any better word, I'll call it pop punk, but it's yeah. the best drumming you'll hear ever. Yeah. The best guitar work, the catchiest, and somehow... The best opening funny, whistle to a song. Best opening whistle, <laughs> and funny lyrics done right. Yeah. And uh, so, the Vandals, other bad Vandals, good. We've been number two. I think everyone should check that out at all costs. And that would be number two. And my number, number, number one. Yeah. I would have to say, if I had to pick, <laughs> would be the whole city boys and girls in America. Okay. Um, I know it's not technically punk, but we were just talking more like along the lines. So. Well, I mean, yeah, the weaker thans aren't punk, and they were no, and they're in years, and the whole steady boys and girls in America. I will, I will tell you this: if you never heard it, and you're gonna check them out. You will like it or probably hate it. There's not very in between. Uh, Craig Finn has a very, very distinct vocal style. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, you won't, you won't like, like them. it. Yeah, <laughs> and. If you like it, you'll love it. He has some of the best lyrics I think ever written. What did you say? If you don't get it, you won't get it. Something if you don't get it, you ain't gonna get it. You, you don't got <laughs> yeah, it. If you don't it. get it, you ain't got it. There you go. That's all I'm saying. That's how that's how hold steady is for most people. Yeah. If you don't get it, you ain't got it. <laughs> but yeah, the hold steady boys and girls remember. So there's my top five. So check out all these records and all the stuff we talked about today. Yeah. Um. Thanks for putting in all these questions. This is a great episode. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. Hopefully we can have Joey back and actually ask him the questions you guys sent in. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to. So okay, well, he'll be back. And uh, next week we got more great guests, and we're going to keep on steamrolling this thing down a hill like... like I don't think you know what an analogy is. Yeah, this episode was long, and we still didn't get to a lot of things. I to next week. I had video games. I had movies I definitely want to talk about. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of other stuff. But and some news. Yeah. But uh, we don't want to keep you going too long. So yeah, we appreciate you listening uh, yeah. for all this time. Thank <laughs> you so much for all the questions and downloads. Please send in um, more questions, comments, discussions. Mm-hmm. We like chatting with all of you. Yeah. And please spread this everywhere you can. Uh, put up Facebook and Twitter, and we're just trying to get 
creep up in that iTunes and get up there above uh, some less deserving podcasts. Yeah, please keep us above the Dilbert podcast. Because if I find out that we're below the Dilbert podcast, I will fucking shoot myself. uh, Yeah, thank you for Big Snackers number 28. Uh, We'll be back in a week with more guests, and we'll announce that throughout the week and yeah, questions. Fo- follow us on everything and yes, Facebook. listen to us on Stitcher. So, you know, I mean, I don't care. I don't really like Stitcher, but... I don't know, you know what Stitcher is, but it. I know a lot of people complain when we're not on there. Yeah. So you're so racist. Enjoy, enjoy your shitty fucking streaming service thing that you have. <laughs> um, Thank you uh, for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks. Literally, we'll see you, because I watch you right through your window. Oh, okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye.